You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, this is Taylor Morton from the last blockbuster, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 129 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn guy we've had on the show four times, and now he's back for a fifth in the business, Alan Santos. Good mornings. <laughs> and yeah, I was going to be like, we are not alone here today. <laughs> and of course, we are joined by the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Yeah! <laughs> oh, that was Toad from Mario yeah, I tried. It's, it's tough this you succeeded for 8 in the morning on a Saturday. You succeeded, ah. my friend. Yes, we are joined here on episode 129, at least for the first little bit of the show, by a good friend, former patron of the show. Uh, he's been on numerous times, and yes, this is not the first time he's been on for a wrestling preview. Alan Santos, thank you so much for coming back on the show. My pleasure, guys. It was a uh, thank you for the invite. We, we all know that I'm not the, the biggest WrestleMania fan or wrestler fan, so I need Greg need a little help. I can't bring the conversation as Greg I think would like it's just we wanted to do a full preview out yeah. there because we know that you guys love wrestling or a lot of you out there love wrestling and uh, I'm a mark so it's nice to have Alan come over and Alan like literally you woke up rolled out of bed and came over and you still look fresh to death my my hair is short enough and the way I do my hair I make sure just in case one comb done exactly. <laughs> one swipe with the pomade and he's over and out and you only live a couple minutes away which is awesome thank god for that <laughs> if you're new to the podcast we are the single source for all of your nerdy news and gaming TV film music and all things pop culture heck we're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time but be sure to join the we pod squad by hitting that subscribe or follow button on all of your podcast services including iTunes Stitcher Castbox iHeartRadio Spotify I uh, tune in and wherever you get that audible goodness mm, takes like two minutes to leave that rating review. That's the cheapest and easiest way to help the show grow. And we read them all on the air, even though iTunes is really friggin' up right now. Uh, we, we try to read them. They don't show them all. It gives us the number, but they don't show them all to read. So uh, usually it takes like that. a day or two or something. Uh, like this that. has been about three weeks. Oh, geez. and I'm not. We're not the only podcast. I did a little research, okay. and other people are having some issues. Uh, but that's okay because it'll come through eventually, and we'll read the yeah, shit one out day of in it. Life. We'll read yeah. the shit out of it. You can go to WePodcastAndWeKnowThings dot com for all things We Podcast and We Know Things, including links to our social media, including links to our store. Get yourself some We Podcast and We Know Things merchandise, baby. You want a pillowcase? You want to sleep on our faces? Now you can. <laughs> uh, and also a link to our Patreon to give us some moolah every month. Help us out, grow the show, make the show better. We kick you back some sweet rewards, including uh, coming on the show, giving us a custom. Some top three, getting a weekly shout out, anything that is within the guidelines of Patreon will do for you, really, because we're we're money horse. That's yeah, what this we'll is. We'll make it work somehow. <laughs> and if you uh, if we podcast, we know things.com is too long for you to spell out. You can go ahead and click the link in your description on your podcast service. It'll take you right there. We appreciate that. We have a huge show for you today. Trivia ten and a half to ten. We got our WrestleMania preview and our NXT TakeOver review. That's where Alan's going to come in. Uh, we are going to start with movies. Then we're going to go to TV. We have our Doom Patrol discussion times two today. Uh, we have to catch up from last week's. And we have Fridays from this week. Then we have gaming. Um, and then we have Sam Spotlight, our newest segment. A lot of positive feedback on yeah, that. Yes, so surprisingly. That. That's so, good to hear. It's, it's going to be a jam-packed show. We couldn't do it without our friends at the Weeby Geeks Podcast Network. That is WeebyGeeksPC.com. Thank you to Mike for allowing us to be a part of the family. We appreciate that. And the ESO Network, ESONetwork.com. Uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday, April 6th, 
I believe it's tonight, maybe tomorrow, ESO Network Riffs is back, where we all sit down and we make fun of something as we watch it. It's going to be great. This time we're doing Game of, Game of Thrones Season 7 Finale. I can't wait. See, I, I love the. I recently just watched the episode. Season seven it. just sucks. I, I loved it. It's just like because you're an action junkie. I loved it. As long as you see a white walker, your dick's hard. That or you show me a, a blue dragon <laughs> breaking down a wall. Go I'm watch. Sold. Go watch Yu-Gi-Oh. It broke down plenty of walls no, in the I, early nineties. I, I did that plenty oh. of times. All right, so uh, let's jump into trivia. Ten and a half for Sam. Ten for me. First to eleven. Win by two. Sam, I'm going to give you a chance to go ahead by a point and a half. Uh, this is a wrestling question. Shoot. In the vein of WrestleMania, how many times have Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart wrestled each other at WrestleMania? <sighs> no idea. You went down a rabbit hole yesterday. Yeah, how many times did you see him wrestle? At least two. Let's go five. Five? At WrestleMania, they have wrestled each other one time. Missed. One time. The answers were one, two, three, and four. So you would have been, been wrong anyway. Been a little wrong anyway. So there's some solace. Pissed. Taken. All right. In what year were the first Academy Awards presented? You asked me that question before. Did I? Yeah. 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 Well, then you should know. I don't remember. 1954. Final answer? Yeah. 1929. Yeah. You asked that question before. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. I don't, Dude, you, I don't, I don't you know. It, you called it the Oscars, too. How I remember these things, I don't know. Oh, if I ever ask you again, just know it's 29. If I may, if I may, what uh, inspired the Oscars question? Something was going on on with the Academy Awards or something. You know, you click an article, it's like this article popped up and there was something. I was like, you know what, let me go here. Yeah. And I went with it. Gotcha. All right. So uh, we're going to start off with our WrestleMania preview. But before that, we have it's WrestleMania weekend. So we have NXT TakeOver, which is usually tonight, a.k.a. Saturday. But it was Friday night this year. They switched it around. And we all know why. Because the Hall of Fame is a bore. And there's other things tonight like the – Ring of Honor, New Japan Supercard, and all that stuff to compete with. So put TakeOver on its own on Friday night. Hall of Fame Saturday. Seven and a half hours of WrestleMania 35 on Sunday. Starts at 5. Will end around 12.30. That's Eastern Time. And then you have the Raw and SmackDown after Mania. We're going to see call-ups. And then the week after that, next week on Raw and SmackDown, is the Superstar Shake-Up where we're going to get the roster changed. So this is a huge couple of weeks here in the WWE. All started last night with another brilliant NXT TakeOver. It was great. Um, of course, the tag matches that start TakeOver. It's always the tag match that kicks TakeOver off, but it was a great choice. And it usually steals the show, in my opinion. But I yeah. think the one other match, we'll get to it later, stole the show. But it was a great match. Um, it was with the War Raiders yep. versus Aleister Black, the newly formed Aleister Black and Ricochet that came out of nowhere. Well, they're on NXT, they're on Raw, they're on SmackDown, they're everywhere. I gotta admit, though, I honestly thought they were gonna get it, and then um, I thought they were gonna win the tag titles, and I thought they were gonna do some sort of unification with like with all the tag titles, with how they're doing with the women's tag titles, where it's defended on all mm-hmm. WWE platforms, but I was wrong as always, because, you know... I'm not a booker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I personally think that this was the um, the most predictable match of the night. Um, I got this one right. I did not go five for five last night, as my as my Twitter timeline will tell you. Uh, but um, this one to me was really predictable, just because Ricochet and Aleister Black have made their presence so known on Raw and SmackDown. They're they are undefeated outside of a countout. They lost to the Revival, I think, last week. Um, 
but they're up. They're going to go up to Maine. And you you saw that after this match, which was an incredible match. High spots galore. Rowe, Hanson, never saw big dudes that athletic where Hanson's doing flips and cartwheels. He's 300-something pounds. Why can't we be like that? <laughs> they're way bigger well, I have than to us. get to 300 first. <laughs> no, but, like, now you're going to see the emergence of big guys. I like it, but I don't like it mm-hmm. because it almost puts, like... The 205 guys to shame. Well, not three, shame. It's the 305 guys. Three, <laughs> like, it kind of puts the 205 guys in the back burner. It's like, you watch the 205 guys for their as, uh, sorry, excuse me, amazing athleticism yeah. doing stuff that you don't normally see people doing. Now you're going to see a bunch of three, 400-pounders doing topic on helos, you know? <laughs> we we know that, that Vince loves beef. Like, he said it before in the ring on the mic. Yeah. You're not beefy enough. I like beef. <laughs> Uh, and now you have a guy like Hanson who's on the top rope doing flips off the top rope, 300-pound dude, landing on the dudes, on the whole pile, outside of the ring. Unbelievable spot last night. And these guys are flying all over the place. It was an unbelievable match, start to finish. It really hit you fast. It hit you hard. There were false finishes. There was a great breakup where Hanson and Rowe did a double-team move to Ricochet. They pinned them together. There's no way Ricochet kicks out of it. Alistair Black comes out of nowhere and double-stomps them at the two-count. Great timing exactly, on that yep. spot. And and it just was a great way to kick off the show. The War Raiders did retain, but arguably, like you said, match of the night. It was, yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. The second match was my wife was looking forward to this one the most. This was Velveteen Dream, the North American champion, versus Matt Riddle, bro, the original bro, who the first comment Ashley made when he made his entrance was, wow, he has a flat ass. So I know where she's at uh, in, in the in the matchup. But um, this one... It was a damn good match, but it was a different kind of damn good match. A lot of technical wrestling, a lot of holds, um, a lot of reversals as opposed to that kind of flippy shit, as they say. Uh, but but shit, still huh? really good. That was actually my favorite match of the night. Just because uh, I'm, a, I'm biased to Velveteen Dream. I don't know. He, of course. He's the man. Everyone knows. Yeah, he's, he's oozing char- of charisma. And he oozing. works. It seems like he works well with anybody you put him up against yeah you could put him against the greenest guy in that roster and he will make him look a million bucks and he'll while making himself look like a million bucks love the guy i love the match how it went throughout the back and forth on how they went i've loved it that velveteen won but i think this also extends their feud um going on like yeah riddle showed respect afterwards but then i think he wants to do something they're probably going to do something where they do respect, do a few tag matches, and then get angry at each other, like the whole Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar thing they did a while back. Velveteen comes out dressed like the Statue of Liberty, which so, was so. an unbelievable entrance. He comes out, raises up with the with the flame in one hand, with the big crown, comes out. This guy is the Macho Man, is Hulk Hogan, and the Ultimate Warrior and the Velveteen Dream all rolled up into one. I love that. He basically has everybody's finisher. Um but it's never a finisher because he's got the, the Dream Valley driver, I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, but he's all over the place. And Matt Riddle pretty much dominated this match. He did. And then all of a sudden, Matt Riddle has him in the bro mission, which is, you know, typical wrestling. You just, there's your catchphrase, and everything is your friggin' catchphrase. There was uh, the bro mission, there was the bro, uh, the broton bomb, which was hilarious, the bro twist. 
A lot of bro with Matt Riddle. But had him in the bro mission. Velveteen rolls it over, gets the three count, and he's still retaining your NXT North American champion. Which is still a great match, yep. Uh, third match of the night was... What was it? Walter? It was. It was Pete Dunne defending his NXT UK Championship versus Walter. And Sam, if you remember, Pete Dunne, uh, two years ago at NXT, Chica- NXT TakeOver Chicago, beat Pete, uh, beat Tyler Bate for the title. Hasn't lost it since. When we were on our, my bachelor party, um, I had I watched, I watched made you guys watch this match. You remember that? We all sat around for 45 minutes. And watched <laughs> no recollection. I think it was the first time I remember hearing his name. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. I I'm being honest, my friend. The, the bruiser weight. Pete Dunne. Um, yeah, okay. So we, we, I made you watch the match, uh, during my bachelor. I remember party. buying a belt on your wedding day. I remember that. <laughs> no, my, this is my bachelor party. This is a little bit before. This is no, this pre, is this is pre-surge first interview. This is Mar- I, Maryland, I remember like busting my shoulder. That's what yeah. I remember in that trip. That's fair Being enough. a lot of pain. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, Pete Dunn's been the champ for just about two years, but Walter is this just giant Austrian dude, um, who just comes in super imposing, He's kind of like the quiet, wears the long trench coat, arms behind the back, doesn't say much, chops like a motherfucker, like a tree, and uh, he's undefeated. So as uh, after I said this, I said this to Nico, as a matter of fact, Sam, after the match was over, what I did was predicted it wrong. What I should have done in retrospect was, was predict this, it right? this was probably <laughs> the most predictable match of the night Yeah. in retrospect because the Walter, who was undefeated, wasn't gonna lose. That's his only. His name just Walter. Walter, yep. and it's Pete. It was Pete Dunn's time to come up to main roster. That's where I think he's headed. I don't think he's gonna stay on NXT UK for long. He'll do a send off, but I think he's bound for main roster because he's unbelievable. So Walter's aura is just like Brock Lesnar. Okay. Yeah, like okay. 2003, just coming to business. Brock Lesnar. I'll show you a picture of Walter. Okay. He's Brock Lesnar, uh, UK, Europe, European Brock Lesnar, and honestly, to me. It was the worst match, but not saying it was a bad match. Whoa! It was the worst match of the night. It was your wow. least? It was your least favorite. It was my match. least favorite. Yeah. Okay. Not, saying, not it was, saying it's a bad match. Just saying that's out of all five matches, that's his least. Wow. If I had to rank the five, that would be five. Wow. This was my third favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, I was like, I knew, like you said, it was predictable. I knew where it was going. It was fun. A lot of, a lot of hard spots, but it wasn't a. Yeah, he, definitely Brock Lesnar. So he, yeah. like he's the guy's like he's versus like five four. Yeah, like, poor guy. He's, he's just a big boy. He's uh, he's nicknamed the Ring General. Yeah, like he's. A, I he's, can do better than that. He's a spectacle, and I don't know. For me, I like I knew where this was going. It was cool. A lot of hard hits. A lot of really well, stiff match. Actually, yeah, lot, really stiff match. Which was like oh, because you have. Walter's a stiff guy anyway, because he yeah. just, he, like I said, he chops with the force of a great white shark bite. Uh, and Pete Dunn's the bruiser weight, so he's kind of always been stiff, hard hitting. He does the finger snaps yeah. and all the finger submissions and stuff like that. He's tapped people out by the finger submissions. So to see both of these guys in the ring for almost, what, 20 minutes, they just tore the house down, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. Listen, it's not for everybody. I know. Not it's everybody not. watches NXT UK. Like, these guys aren't front and center dudes you know what i mean they're not for everyone if you if you will no i know but like i said it was like it was the least favorite match not saying it was a bad match i'm not like ah <laughs> oh, i fell asleep through it no it was just i thought the other matches were yeah. were better uh well done not my least favorite match of the night but the, the match that i find most disappointing of the night was next the uh, women's fatal four-way for the nxt women's title Shayna baszler Kyrie sane io shirai and um 
the EST Bianca Belair, who this match had all of the hype and all of the promise, and it delivered for nine-tenths of the match. And what a spot from Bianca Belair at the end when she had Io Shirai and Kairi Sane both on her shoulders and flipped them over. Unbelievable move there. But then as soon as that spot was finished, the rest of the match, even though it was only about a minute left, was just pure dog shit to me. <laughs> I thought the finish of that match was... Oh, you're sugarcoating. It, sugar it, it, yeah. it, okay. it deserved more. Oh, like the way just where Shayna Blazer just came out of nowhere. Just came out of nowhere, tapped her out in two seconds. It pissed me off. That it I, always happens. That I get. But what I love most about the match is... I guess the the whole every woman for himself aspect because the whole the horse women weren't there too. The no, whole, well, Io and, and Io, Kyrie were kind of teaming the whole time until Kyrie broke up that pin. Exactly, and that's where the emotion came because it's like Kyrie. It's just like Io's going, Kyrie, what the fuck? Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's like it's my turn, yeah. and then you saw like how Kyrie didn't want to do it, but she had to do it, and then because that was going to be the three, that yeah. was it. Yep. And then the emotions that came from more Kyrie than Eo, but it was just, yeah. you, you just fell for it. You're just like, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I got to do this. It's my it's my spotlight. I, I actually uh, predicted Eo to win. Uh, she is she is unfriggin' believable. I think in retrospect, I probably would have picked Bianca, um, <clears throat> but I would have been over two anyway, because Shayna retains without the help of the horsewomen, uh, Jessamine Duke and... Marina Shafir, Roderick Strong's wife, um, they didn't come out at all. And you kind of thought there would be some some interference there. But Shayna Baszler, with her Kurafina clutch, does it again, tapping out Bianca Belair after both Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai were taken out of the match. I get it. Baszler is just showing how dominant she is. She's going after Asuka's streak for longest title reign. But Asuka never lost on NXT. Baszler has. She lost mm-hmm. to Kyrie Sane. Uh, before and she lost to Kyrie Sane in the finals of the uh, May Young Classic. So this isn't like Asuka. Asuka was never defeated in NXT until she got to main roster, and now she's just a pincushion, uh, taking losses all day. Uh, but this match to me, you had a chance to put Io on another pedestal or Bianca on another pedestal. But yet again, we get I, I, Shayna Baszler's fine. She's fine. You know, personally, I think that she, she's not coming up because. I don't think Ronda Rousey is one for the main roster. If she does want to do this whole thing where she wants to start a family, there's your fourth horsewoman. So now if Ronda takes like a year off, Shayna and the four and the horsewomen continue to dominate NXT. That means next year, WrestleMania 36, we're getting horsewomen versus horsewomen. And I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun with all the yeah. the ass talking. <laughs> so, so why bring – I don't – you know because if Shayna comes up and then gets buried, there's no point. Exactly. And she doesn't fit in with Ronda and – and I'm sorry, with uh, Becky and Charlotte and Liv Morgan and Mandy. She doesn't fit that bill, uh, the Horsewoman at least, because I don't want to watch the Horsewoman versus the Riot Squad for 16 straight weeks on Raw. And the Riot Squad get buried every single time. And Liv Morgan deserves better, Sam. She does. I, I agree. Hey, I, I, th- th- that team is like won me over. I used to hate them and – I think I start the Our final match of the night, before we get into the WrestleMania preview, where Sam can have an opinion, is... <laughs> These ones, dude, you might as well be talking Greek. ...is the NXT Championship match, the vacant NXT Championship match, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby, for the uh, NXT title. Neither gentleman has ever held the NXT title. This was a two out of three falls match. Alan, what'd you think? I think it's part of the reason why I woke up a little late today. I was emotionally <laughs> drained from that match. It's just like, 
Because you wanted both to win, or who did you want to win? That was a tough call, man. I wanted Gargano to win. Did you, though? I wanted... Okay. <laughs> Party of, like, wants Adam Cole to win, you know? Like, because, like, after... Well, that's after you watched it last night. You're just like, Adam Cole could have won, should have won now. Johnny Gargano is the better wrestler. Yes. Adam Cole is the better personality. Entertainer. And, enter- and, and I'm an Adam Cole baby kind of guy. I was pulling for Adam Cole, although... It's like one of those things, like, if Johnny wins, I'm not going to be mad. Johnny exactly. Gargano's the second best. So. so it was a win-win either way. Exactly. Yeah. So It was, it was like, just a great, and it, and it was an opportunity just to watch a great wrestling match. It is a face versus heel match, but with Marks being Marks, it was, I love, like, the both guys that, like, everyone loves yeah. to see you uh, just battle it out. Um, it was, like I said, false finishes for, like, the last 15 minutes of that yeah. match. The first fall was kind of eh. Yeah, you know Adam Cole picks up the first fall, pretty oh, it came standard out of stuff. Yeah, um, then Johnny Gargano picks up the second fall again, pretty standard stuff with the uh, Gargano escape. We're tied at one. We kind of knew we would be tied at one, but that third fall, that's when the match picked up. I thought this was a tale of two matches. I thought the first two uh, falls were pretty standard stuff. It wasn't really that great of a match. Sure, it was good, but when that third fall came and you had the undisputed era try to come out and and successfully break up the Gargano escape when when Adam Cole's tapping out, but there was no ref. Uh, oh, man. Drama everywhere. Phenomenal third fall. Then you had the ref knocked out, and then you had Red Dragon do their finisher, and he I escaped. I love Kyle O'Reilly so much. And he escapes from that. I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah, he kicked out of a lot. Let's call that what it is. So, yeah, he, he, yeah, he kicked out a lot, and, and to me, I didn't think that they would have it booked where Gargano was going to escape. Gonna kick out of, out of all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the Red Dragon, you had Red Dragon's finisher, you had Adam Cole's finisher, finisher. And you just had everyone just beating up on Gargano. I'm like, all right. After Adam Cole's finisher already put him down in the first fall pretty easily, now he kicks out of both. I forget what it's called, the up down or some shit. Yeah. And then Adam Cole's finisher, both times kicking out. And I understand you want to build the baby face up. The baby face has to overcome the adversity. I could totally understand that. But unbelievable adversity Gargano faced. And then when he goes out of the ring and fights off all three of the Undisputed Era guys uh, with that Tornado DDT while off the ring apron. That was the kicking, coolest. I think Bobby Fish kicking yeah. him and still delivering Tornado DDT. That might have been my favorite spot of the entire night, much less that match. That was the coolest. The only thing I probably wish they would have done is use the ropes more, as in yeah. like for rope breaks and stuff like that. Yeah, they... They technically used the ropes in that last one, but he, they used it as the fake out because he didn't get to it. The, Johnny Gargano has the Gargano escape on Adam Cole. Adam Cole right next to the ropes, reaches for him. Gargano does this amazing roll through, uh, pulls him back into the center of the ring, never releases the hold. Adam Cole taps out, and Johnny Gargano is your NXT champion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was emotionally drained from that match. I was like... I don't even know if I want to watch WrestleMania anymore after that. Yeah, you know what? Johnny Gargano celebrates. Candice LeRae, his wife, comes out. Big embrace in the middle of the ring. Johnny Gargano's dad and mom and family. Candice LeRae's parents were there they were in all the front actors. row. Or any of his real parents. <laughs> that he's standing on chairs. And then he goes to the top of the ramp. And we know that a pay-per-view is never over until you get that logo at the bottom. Well, in the NXT pay-per-view. <laughs> right. And so we get that logo at the bottom. So we're thinking signing off. But then... Out of the shadows, Tommaso Ciampa comes out with a neck brace and everything because he legitimately had neck surgery, potentially career-ending, and former DIY members had the feud of the year last year in 2018, three banger matches. And last night was supposed to be the end of it. And they hug it out. 
yeah. and, he, and there was emotion, and it was real emotion because these dudes were tag partners and brothers for a long time. And it was really cool to see Tommaso Ciampa, the heel, the, who's keeping kayfabe alive on Twitter. He's fantastic. Um, just gave his boy a big hug, and Johnny Gargano is going to put NXT to that next level. I'm excited to see where he takes the title. I'm excited to see who challenges for that title. Um, but regardless, I believe Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era are up. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, you think com- so? I think they're coming up this week on Raw or SmackDown. I think, could you imagine Undisputed Era versus The New Day? Oh, that'd be fun to watch. Wouldn't that be fun to watch? That'd be fun to watch. I mean, I think we'll get to it, but I think Kofi's going to have a tough time being a part of that because he's going to be on a different level. Yeah. But we'll do that when we get to our predictions. But overall, not the best takeover, but I think it was definitely still an upper echelon pay-per-view. And NXT still continues continues to raise the bar for what WrestleMania even has to be. I think it's just more of the freedom they had. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Triple H is phenomenal. Exactly. It's just phenomenal. My favorite spot of that match, sorry to go back to it, was uh, the Springboard Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, dude. Everything Canadian Destroyer is amazing. Like the it, greatest move in sports entertainment. They're allowing pile drivers back in WWE sparingly, but it's but in it's NXT. There. I don't think that's going to fly on main rosters. Well, no, it did. As long as Vince's are around. Rey Mysterio and Andrade. Well, yeah, they they tear the house down every time. Yeah, that's they had three amazing SmackDown matches. I'd love for that to continue, but we do have our WrestleMania 35 preview. Uh, we have every match. I even have my wife's picks. She loves wrestling, so I'm excited for that. We'll go through the card. We'll get all four of our takes on who's going to win. We'll move pretty quickly through it because um, there's a ton of matches. Like we said, pre-show starts at 5 Eastern. Show, they said, is going to be about seven and a half hours. Too long. Um, for, the most, for the most part, yes. But you have to remember, not everybody watches that two-hour pre-show. So in reality, 7 to 12.30 is kind of expected. But you're probably going to watch it. Well, I'm having the bros over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're going to have some McGurk's nachos. Yeah. Be a good time. Cheese stick egg rolls, you Cheese better. Cheese stick egg rolls. Kind of I'm making. Well, I'm making a uh, pulled pork. I'm going to make pulled pork Ooh. sandwiches. So, I mean, you know, just that's what we do. Uh, so anyway, we're going to start off in the cru- in the kickoff show because that's where the cruiserweight championship lives. It shouldn't though. It's so good. Buddy Murphy is unbelievable. Buddy Murphy, the champion, versus Tony Nice, the man of a thousand abs, for the cruiserweight title. Alan, who do you got? Buddy Murphy retains. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know either. I'll just go Buddy. Buddy Murphy, you'll pick him because he's Alexa yeah. Bliss's fiance. Pissed. I, I go against him. Whoever his opponent goes. Tony Nese. Tony Nese for Come sure. on, Tony. Let's uh, go, baby. I, I have Buddy Nese retaining. Or Buddy Nese. Buddy That's what happens Nese. when you combine them. I have Buddy Murphy retaining. Um, he looks like Jake Voracek and Claude Giroux mixed together. I hope he loses. <laughs> and, he's, and he's from Australia. Uh, maybe New Zealand. I don't remember. But I think he's going to retain. Ashley said she doesn't care, so she didn't pick this match. Good. Good. <laughs> so, good. So good for her. <laughs> Moving on to the uh, women's, the WrestleMania Battle Royal. It usually was or was supposed to be the the um, fabulous moolah, but, you know. Gotta love Twitter. Gotta love. <laughs> gotta, gotta love. love hashtags. Yeah. Gotta love uh, what, when you, after you pass away, when you have been revealed to be a deviant. Uh, anyway, so it's just the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. There's going to be a bunch of women. I think 20 or 30. I forget if it's a 20 woman or a 30 woman. It's 20, I believe. Yeah, and it's an over-the-top. Everybody starts in the middle. We're going to have one winner. Who do you got? Uh, can I put and not applicable? Because I really don't think I care for the match. But if I had to put money on it, Asuka. Yeah. I'll go live Morgan. I love it. Take I'll a chance. Morgan. Uh, Ashley has Nikki Cross. Okay. Um, I said why. She goes, I, f- I have a feeling. Okay. I love Nikki Cross. Yeah. Let Nikki play. Love Nikki. I have Mandy Rose. 
God, I love her too. She's a cutie too. Um, she, to me, is just, they're trying very hard to build her up. She had a pretty decent match against Asuka. Asuka continues to get shit on. I can see them kind of giving her back the, uh, I guess, the momentum from that win. But Naomi won it last year and did nothing with it. Exactly. And Asuka stood tall on SmackDown this week. Um, so I just don't see Asuka winning it. But I could see somebody like Mandy Rose. She's a blonde. She's got large brains. Yeah. And, um, She's an up and comer, and she's not that bad in the ring. So I think that she's Vince getting better. She's and she's Vince's type. Like she, lo- you know, Vince loves that type. So I can see Mandy Rose picking it up. I think everybody has a, a shot here. Probably not Liv Morgan, uh, but I would chance. love it. I would, I would friggin' go love against it. the grain. Then we have the Andre the Giant Battle Royale uh, on the men's side. I think there's three obvious choices here. I didn't go with any of them. I think the obvious choices are Braun Strowman, who Ashley picked. I think it's those two SNL douchers, Michael Che and somebody else. Colin Jost. Colin Jost. They're going to be in it. And then 27 other competitors. That's who I think is in this match. I picked one of the field. Who do you got? The most irrelevant one right now um, would be EC3, and I think he'll win. I love EC3. I he's love him, too. shit on. I know. I know. And he's just not talking. And that's the best part about EC3 is he talks. Yeah. And he makes you hate him. He makes you realize, I want this guy to lose and never get a title shot. But for him not to talk, it's reality. <laughs> Sam, I'm going to give my prediction and give you give you a second to think. The demon. He's not in it. Pissed. He's in his own match. Pissed. Here are the competitors. So you can just take a look real quick. God damn it. No, he's scrolling, waiting. Uh, where are we at? I always want Finn to win. I'm pissed. He's not in it. There we go. See, confirmed entrance. There's your yeah. choices. So um, while you have it, I have Andrade. Andrade? Yeah. Okay. Charlotte Flair's boyfriend, right? She's getting put to the moon. He's good enough to get pushed to the moon. He's amazing. Um, plus, Wait, they're dating? Plus, yeah. I never knew that. Plus, um, I personally think Braun and this whole SNL douchey thing, which is just awful. This Last year, he teamed with a 10-year-old to win the titles. This year, he's going to go up against Saturday Night Live hosts, like who he could literally rip in half, yeah, that's like stupid. a Mortal that's, Kombat that's fatality. Stupid. Um, apparently, they're funny dudes, but... Yeah, me, Michael Shea has, has his moments yeah. where he's funny. Uh, but I'm not going to go with it. I think consensus is Braun or, or those two dudes in combination will win. I think that they get each other out. I think that all three of them kind of go. Braun like, throws them both over, but somebody pushes him out behind him. And then it's just a normal battle royale. And that's where I think Andrade picks up the win. Jeff Hardy. I, that's it. This is my favorite I wrestler on that put, list. I would have put $10,000 on you. No kidding. It's my favorite wrestler on that whole list. What do you want me to do? <laughs> so Sam has Jeff. Um, my wife has Braun, I have Andrade, and you have EC3, EC3, which I, I think that's a pretty good dark horse pick. I like that pick a lot. Uh, moving on to the relevant matches. But fuck my pick. Okay. <laughs> I said he's my favorite. You know he's okay, my favorite. Okay, okay, okay. Um, moving on to the relevant matches. In a Falls Count Anywhere match, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Shane McMahon has never won a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Does he now? I, I think you got to go with the Miz. Uh, you know what? My pick was the Miz, and I changed it. It does say Shane. I changed it. Um, I'll go Miz. I I can see it. Like hundred yeah. percent, think the Miz has every right because of the whole thing with his dad and that whole bullshit storyline. But in a false count anywhere, I think they have that caveat because Shane has no reason to pin the Miz one, two, three in the middle of the ring. But when you add that caveat of false count anywhere and you can use weapons yeah. and stuff like that, I think Shane jumps off something high, lands on him. And they count them. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think to continue on the storyline for um, 
excuse me, um, of Miz versus Shane. Shane wins 100%, but I think we're going to see some sort of interference from somebody. Vince? Probably not Vince. <laughs> Stephanie? He goes rolling Linda? <laughs> like, Shane Miz's will... dad. Miz's dad's going to try and get involved, I think. Okay, I could see that, but I definitely think though Shane wins regardless of who, like whoever interferes in Miz's favor. Yeah, but I think Miz gets Shane gets someone to help him out. Sorry, um, only because I'm thinking way ahead with Miz's baby coming up. Mm-hmm. Like you got to find a way to keep the rubber going, keep Miz hot because I believe there's big plans for Miz. Mm-hmm. But with the baby coming up, I think that second too. Second, second baby. I think that that plan uh, with and the baby another season. Up, exactly. Yeah. It's stared him in a different direction. Miz I, Miz can be a, a heavyweight champion. I get yeah, I guarantee he has been. I probably would have thought he would have been heavyweight champion by the end of this year if it wasn't for yeah. the whole uh, him being a father. You again. know, Miz and Mrs. season two is getting renewed. We'll talk about that a little bit yep. later in the TV section. But uh, my wife has Shane with the hearty faced emoji. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but to me, yeah, I think this is like a I'm up in the air against this match. I don't think it's super predictable, but because they added the caveat, I went with Shane. We have a new match that was just added within the last two days for the Raw Tag Team Championships. The Revival, who is my favorite tag team in wrestling, uh, versus Zack Ryder, the newly engaged Zack Ryder. Congratulations. Woo-woo. Woo-woo-woo. Um, and Kurt Hawkins, who has lost 6,234 yes. matches in a row. They were a tag team before, and they have won the titles before. That's why they're here. Uh, people are saying this is Hawkins' time to finally break that streak, and it's for a title. But I FTR, would still say the revival. FTR. 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 Revival. Yeah, FTR. Alan, you agree? Yes, only because it's going to be 635 matches he losses, yeah. loses, and it's WrestleMania 35. How fitting is that story? I... I uh, agree. And also, <laughs> Ashley has the Revival. So there's our first yeah. cl- clean sweep. Uh, we all have the Revival going over and retaining the Raw Tag Championships. And if they lose, because we know there was that contract weirdness between uh, the Revival and Vince, and they went and said to him, you know, we're out. And then Vince put the straps on him finally after they lost a bunch of shit matches to the Lucha House Party. Um, the Revival, if they lose, man, I'm going to be fucking furious. But I'm excited because tag team wrestling should be alive and well. As we see here in the SmackDown tag match for the titles is the Usos versus Ricochet and Aleister Black versus The Bar versus Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura in a fatal four-way tag match for the SmackDown title. Sam? I go with The Bar. <sighs> like the one team I don't want to see with. <laughs> I just don't like anybody else there. Like I, I, really, I don't really know them to watch. I, I see them too. I see his gimmick. I see his workout and stuff like that with other wrestlers. So to me, that's that's cool. I think the Usos retain. Yeah, me to too. be honest with you, me too. Um, because only I, I would have changed my mind or thought differently only if the superstar shakeup that isn't coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the bar separates. Ain't the Usos, they're like they're brothers. Roman's yeah. Reigns, second cousin removed or something. They're, uh, they're cousins. They're Rikishi's kids. Okay. Yeah, they're Rikishi's kids. They're obviously related to The Rock then. Um, basically everybody in Samoa. Yeah. Some <laughs> sort of tie together. Sort of lineage, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ricochet and Aleister Black are the two phenomenal NXT call-ups. My wife actually has them winning. Um, That's not a bad pick, though. It's not a bad pick. It's a good under. It's a good like dark horse pick. The Usos are six, seven time champions. Like they're always champs, right? Um, I also have. That means that I would have the revival retaining and the Usos retaining, which I'm sticking with my pick of the Usos. But that I just don't see it because when we get to the women's tag match with my prediction there, 
are they really going to have no title changes throughout the, the tag division? That to me, because that's an easy belt to throw back and forth. Um, so I think Sam's got the safe pick with the bar. You could totally see that happening. They deserve the belts. Yeah. But to me, they're a boring tag team. The dark horse could be Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura because God knows they've been burying both those dudes. I think it's more uh, Shinsuke's not caring anymore. As in, like, not caring as in, like, he doesn't, like, he's, he's ready to leave that. I mean, he's just content with where he's at making his That's money. It's a shame though because like when he won the US title, they did nothing. They exactly. did nothing with him. And I then agree. he won it again at on the pre-show of Fastlane and they did nothing with it. And it's like Shinsuke is 37, 38, 39 years old. He's at the tail end of his career and you're wasting him. And that's why he's checking out. He's just, just wasting him. Right. But I think all of us have – well, we have the Usos uh, retaining. I think that's a solid pick from Sam. And, and I think that my wife with the Dark Horse pick with Ricochet and Alistair Black, that's the one I'd probably want to see the most because I love those dudes so yeah. much. Uh, we move on to Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin in Kurt Angle's farewell match, his last match ever. Who do you got and why? Story-wise, this match makes sense. I'm just going to – just talk about my distress with this match and why it shouldn't be Baron Corbin. Story-wise, a hundred percent, we're getting continuous, you know, a continuous storyline with this and then a nice blow-off. But I think it ends in a no contest, and Mister Super Cena himself comes back and then challenges Kurt Angle because to be the last match for Kurt Angle. Jeez, let the guy he just retired. My man's all messed up. He only needed a horrible neck, his horrible yeah. back. Yeah, he he won his gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's broken his neck in WWE. Yeah, let, let him win his last match and sh- goddamn retire. Don't wrestle again, buddy. No, I, and I don't think this is his last match either. You, th- you don't think so? No, I have Corbin winning because I don't think Angle's actually done. I'm with you. Baron Corbin is an embarrassment of a last match. But I get it, though. But I didn't... I never, My wife has Kurt Angle, by the way. I never thought... That's a beautiful storyline you painted there i think that could very well happen because there's no john cena on the card i actually have at the bottom do we see john cena here of my notes but you never see john cena though (laughs) (laughs) you walked right into that that was good that was good you walked right into that one but damn dude no contest john cena comes out the match is only like two minutes long they call it no contest or a double count out or something john cena comes out and says you want a last match you got it with ruthless aggression because who was John Cena's first ever opponent? It was Kurt Angle. It was Kurt Angle. Oh, that would have been a good trivia question. I had no idea. That would be a great yeah. full circle moment. Damn it, Alan. I'm all on board with your with your thing. You Hire me, there. WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. That'd be cool. Now, we know that it's tough because John Cena's filming movies, so yeah. that insurance is that's tough sell. Right Isn't he there. the new host for Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader or some yes, other show? He's also doing Are You Smarter wow. Than a Fifth Grader. Poor Jeff Foxworth. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the women's tag title match, Sasha and Bailey, which is the boss and hug connection, which I've made very vocal that that is the worst tag team name of all time. You stole it from Rock and Sock Connection, and it doesn't even make sense. It's for the kids. It's awful. It's for the the boss and hug connection versus Beth Phoenix coming out of retirement and Natalia. I don't like that. Versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Okay. Versus the Iconics. I love them. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I love them. Uh, my wife has the iconics. I do too, actually. There you go. I love the iconics. Know. I love Peyton Royce. Billy yeah. Kay's funny as shit, but Peyton Royce, even though she, or she's uh, she's dating um, Ty, uh, Ty Dillinger, Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears now because he got released from WWE, so he's an indie guy him. now. Um, I actually have Sasha and Bailey retaining. Hey, you love Bailey. I, I just don't. Love it's, her. I just think that. Again, I have all three titles retaining in the tag division, so like I know I'm wrong somewhere. Yeah. I don't 
think my predictions are going to be right. But the only other team I could think is Beth Phoenix and Natalia because of the lineage. Beth Phoenix, why would she come out of retirement for one match to paycheck. lose? Paycheck and it's a and edge, edges exposure. on the network. She doesn't need exposure. She's a Hall of Famer. I she think got in the Hall of Fame last year. Just to, just to see if people still remember. I think just to make it, um, I guess a main like not a main event but like a headliner type deal oh we draw got more buzz exactly yeah. for it yeah. you know what i mean oh makes sense you brought someone that retired out of retirement to try and win these titles that were never into wwe well okay so coming back to wwe to me i think it's the iconics they have the charisma they have okay skill but i believe they could elevate it better than um they the could Boston do Hook they could connection. do a lot with those belts and we know the, we know these belts are going to float between NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. Which is perfect for which Iconics. Is, which is great. And the Iconics were on Raw this past week. And they're a SmackDown tag team. So they're already planting the seed of getting used to them. And we have the shakeup coming. Yeah. So, I, and personally with the shakeup, I think that there's not going to be many, like, women announcements. Because I think a lot of the women are going to flow together. We're going to see that later with the winner-take-all match for the women's title. I think the women in this new shakeup are going to kind of be floating around on a lot of shows. There's a lot of travel. On the ladies, but we'll see how that works. We're always wrong anyway. WWE yeah. finds a way to do the thing that everybody doesn't want. But uh, that is that. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, on, eight. eight <laughs> only eight more matches to go. Uh, this one, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the United States title. Looking forward to this match a lot. But Rey Mysterio was injured legitimately um, this past week on, I think, Raw or SmackDown. I can't remember. I think SmackDown. He hurt his ankle, uh, which could... Hurt the match, or you could just make it a squash and Joe wins it. But either way, even if Ray didn't get hurt, I have Samoa Joe retaining. I'll always say Ray Mysterio. Old school. I 100% believe that Samoa Joe is going to win the title no matter what. He just, he's making that United States title relevant. Very relevant. Like, I mean, the night he won it, you know, you made it believe that it was better than the Universal title. Just yeah. his promo with it. Now, Ray has not won a title since he came back to the company. Which is fine. Which is fine. My wife also has Ray Mysterio. Um, so we're two and two. Split down the middle there. If Ray Mysterio wins the title, which I wouldn't mind. And like, I love Samoa Joe, right? I think he's got the best entrance music in the business, maybe besides Finn. And uh, if Joe wins that title, fine. That's great. I'd love to see who he kind of goes against. But if you reignite the Andrade Ray feud, which was so far the best feud of 2019 from a wrestling standpoint, and you have those guys feuding for the United States Championship because Andrade maybe wins the Battle Royale and that kind of gets that whole thing going. Boom, boom, boom. I think that would be great. So either way, I'm a happy man with this match as long as it happens because Ray is hurt. Gotcha. You know, yeah. But uh, I think for me, at least my opinion, I think it's. Samoa's Joe's title. Yeah. He's going to have it for a while. For the Intercontinental Championship, Bobby Lashley versus the Demon. We're not getting pirate leather jacket, Finn. It's been confirmed. We're getting the Demon. You don't Finn even have that. You know where I stand here. Bobby Lashley for Sam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I'm, demon all the way. They're, if, if they're going to do the Demon thing, it's over fast. I, Finn Balor's going to win this match within five minutes. I hate to say that a Balor match is going to be a snoozer for this one. Just because well, Bobby is a snoozer. It's yeah. not because yeah. of Finn. Finn's Demon the man. Finn. Finn's, Finn's the Demon. Man. I would I would bet that the match is shorter than the entrances. I the combined time of entrance because Demon crawls out and all that good stuff. It's take you over. Take, sick. take you over under. It's a sick entrance. I love Leo Rush, but I hope the Demon. I hope they make something with him where the Demon just just kills Leo Rush in you that got, match. You, you got to remember that when Finn won that title, I think it was at Fastlane. 
Um, he pinned Leo Rush. He pinned Leo Rush, but he beat both of them as Pirate Finn, not as Demon, Demon. Finn. Yep. So he has already got a win over these dudes, both of them, without having to call upon the Demon. And then Bobby Lashley won it back on an episode of Raw with a spear. But you call upon the Demon, dude. Like, the Demon's undefeated. Yeah. The Demon beat Seth Rollins in his first night on the, on, on the main roster. So this is Demon Finn in, yeah. like, because there's so many matches. Some of them have to yeah. be fast. Yeah. And this is going to be, I think, one of them. We're going to see a title change here. The demon should have came out against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. The, but then the demon would have lost, and then the whole mystique of the demon is done. And to me, the no, demon or is he most, just beats fucking Lesnar and gets him out of there. The, the demon to me <laughs> is the most so simple. The demon exactly. to me is the most untouchable thing on the roster because they don't use it a lot. So when they do, it's amazing, and he never loses. So like to me, so I, Brock I, I think the demon is. Safe. <laughs> I think the yeah, demon. So is safe. when the Brock does lose, you send the demon out to get him. Um, my wife also has Finn Balor, so we have a clean sweep there yep. as well. Moving on to no holds barred match with Triple H's career on the line. Triple H versus Drax, Batista. Batista. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about Triple H singing Spice Girls song. <laughs> I'm here's what I'm thinking. I'll tell I you think, what. <laughs> I think personally that that Dave Batista's going to get in the ring. The bell's going to ring, and then he's just going to stand so incredibly still and he goes invisible that no one can see me he mastered the art <laughs> what if he comes out as Drax, Drax. I hope dude so, tell me that wouldn't steal the show it would be so good oh my that god would be or if he comes out to like come and get your love like the, like the opening song from Guardians or something or if like Chris Pratt and everybody joins him on, for his entrance that would be insane but they're painting they're painting him as this big heel he yeah. fucking choked out Ric Flair yeah you're, you're, so. there's no way you're gonna get Drax yeah. good guy Drax I would help. oh no man way. but I would love it or if he like, comes out as Drax and like you hear a snap and then he just fades away and the day Batista <laughs> oh, comes out, so they, could, they could do it uh, so it's a no holds barred match with Triple H's curtain the line we know Triple H is gonna wrestle again Dave Batista is about to go film Guardians three, so I don't think he's got another year. He's not he's coming. To, uh, this is a one and done for me. Triple H, and it's I. I personally didn't have any trouble picking Triple H. Yeah, Triple H is going to win. I think since Triple H always has the crazy uh, entrance, he's going to dress up as Thanos. He's going to have the he's gauntlet. Have a gauntlet. That, that would be funny. That oh, would be funny. Well, not dressed up as Thanos, but he's definitely going to have the gauntlet. He's going to so. have a that gauntlet. That would be funny. That would be a nice touch. That's really good. And they have no issues getting stuff like that, I guarantee you. Yeah. My wife also has Batista. Cool. So we have a split there. Um, you said Triple H, right? Yeah. yeah. So the Triple game. H for Alan and I versus Batista for Ashley and Sam. Moving on, in a match that's kind of been underwhelming from a build-up perspective and kind of underwhelming from, like, it's going to get buried on the card. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. No frills, just a one-on-one bout. Honestly, I'm 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 a little excited for the match because that's one match I want I one matchup I do want to see. Mm-hmm. You have Randy Orton who can wrestle when he wants to when he feels yeah. like it, yeah. and you have AJ Styles one one, one of the best know. ever. Exactly. So that, I'm sure I won't say they tear the, tear the house down, but for people like us, it's going to be very enjoyable yeah. to watch. Yeah, and and the reason I'm I'm looking forward to the match is because it's not just thrown on SmackDown where there's commercial break and they get ten minutes. I think they can probably get twelve minutes out of this match. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and we're going to see an RKO out of nowhere from when AJ. I think AJ is going to go to the top rope and either do a forearm that's going to get turned into yeah. an RKO or a four fifty that gets turned into an I'm RKO, which will be the spot. Um, I am going with. I'll now that my, I said that, I I'm, should go with the Viper. I, I love how you looked at your notes. Like, let me double check what I picked. <laughs> um, I should go with the Viper now that I just said I'm that. Going with but Viper. I'm going to go with AJ Styles. 
I'm going to go with the Viper, just because I think AJ's probably going to be off TV for a while after yeah, this. Go hang with the, with the fam. Yeah. That's, um, that's Ashley also has Randy yeah. Orton. So oh. it's three against one for that one. Uh, again, that has match of the night potential. Yeah. Because no one's looking forward to it. Exactly. So it's one of those like sneaky, mm-hmm. steal the show type matches. Uh, we have in his first match back from, well, I think first singles match, back from Leukemia, Roman Reigns versus the Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre. I think Drew destroys him. Honest Whoa. to God. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go Roman just because of him coming back for after he's been right. through. Like, they need to. that big, me, beautiful easy. WrestleMania to me, moment. Easy this guy has been booed at every WrestleMania yeah. he's ever wrestled at. He's so over right now because of the leukemia angle. As, ba- as much as I want to pick Drew, my wife has Roman, I have Roman, Sam yeah. has Roman, and I think that just makes sense. Yeah. And I could see this match starting off the night. Yeah, I can see it, but I, I definitely still think it's Drew. It's just... It's a storyline that they're progressing with. Drew is the but better I think he wrestler. Wi- I think he wins dirty, though. I don't think he, it's I a clean see, win. Now, if Drew wins, it's got to be dirty. Yeah. But that doesn't do anything for Drew's character. He's this hulking, huge yeah. dude. He should need help. Do- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He oh, no, no. Like, he does something where, like, the ref accidentally gets knocked down and he just does something. Or where Claymore's the ref. That would be- <laughs> and the ref's head just falls off. That'd be awesome. That'd be a WrestleMania to remember. Uh, we, we have <laughs> the last three matches, which are all for the big titles in the company. Uh, we're going to start off with the WWE Championship match between Kofi Kingston, who took 73 different roads to get there, versus the new and improved, who I love, heel Daniel Bryan. Kofi wins. I go Daniel Bryan. I don't like Kofi. Really? I don't like the New Day. I, I don't like I don't like, I don't the, like the New like Day either um, at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, DS movement. That's uh, it. She she copped out on her answer, so I'll wait to give her answer on this um, until last. But because of the way it's not the yes movement anymore, that's the thing. This new heel Daniel Bryan, like he threw the title in the trash. That new belt, by the way, that hemp belt, it's actually really cool. It's looking. really good looking belt. Um, love that belt. Might be my favorite belt since like the Austin Smoke and Skull belt. Yeah. But uh, you have Kofi who took a crazy long road to get there. Daniel Bryan with Rowan, which is just weird. But Daniel Bryan's excellent. This match is going to be on fire. Daniel Bryan's an excellent in-ring technician. Kofi does all the crazy, cool, high-fine spots. He's unbelievable when he's not with the New Day. I think he's a great like singles competitor. Yep. I think after 11 years in the company, WWE's going to finally recognize that. He's never won a title outside of the tag titles. This is his night. Here's a huge WrestleMania moment. I have Kofi going over as well. I think Kofi goes over. No, but Kofi's won a title. He's won the United States the title. title. You're right. He's never won um, the one of the heavyweight titles. Okay, my, yeah. my, my mistake. Uh, WWF Championship match. If Seth wins, then Daniel Bryan. If Brock wins, then Kofi. What a cop-out. Yeah. What a cop-out. <laughs> one. That's not a prediction. Give me a prediction. I almost want to text it right now, but give me a real fucking prediction. Uh, Sam, who do you have? I'm sorry. You have Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, and you have... Kofi. Kofi. So two for Kofi, Kofi one for Daniel Bryan, and one undecided. Uh, Moving on to the Universal Championship match between Seth Rollins and the Beast, who we all hate, Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins. I don't hate him. I just... Just over him. We hate. I'm just over him. I just think the championship should be better represented. Yeah, right. 100%. Um, But Seth Rollins, 100%. I think, obviously, was it... Who won it it off of Brock Lesnar? It was... Goldberg. Goldberg, no, no, it, no, it was Roman. I think that won it last year off a. Of... Did Roman beat Brock? No, he did spear. Remember Roman his feet? Beat... They even though technically, 
which that, that was Lesnar lost, but they gave him that was a win. in that that cage match yeah. where they broke through and he Roman speared him through it. Brock's feet hit the floor first, technically, but they gave the the win to Roman or no the opposite. Yeah, the opposite. But yeah. I think it was Goldberg that beat Brock, and then Roman beat Goldberg or something. I can't no, I can't remember. No, no, I know Lesnar beat Lesnar beat Goldberg at WrestleMania, and I know because the Universal Title was vacant for a while because everyone was complaining about. Yeah. Lesnar having the title and not showing up. And I think Roman did win it, but then he got injured or something like that. Well, guess yeah, what? I forget. And then it became vacant. Greg's looking up. He's pissed. I'm not I'm not pissed. I just I want to remember. I def- he, he just has to give up the belt. You've exactly. had it for 100%. too damn long. You're, he's boring. He does the same shit. I'm tired of seeing the goddamn F5s. Finn, uh, let's see. Hold on. I'm just over it. Well, it's definitely a history. He, he's definitely a spectacle. So not even now he just I don't yeah. know he just annoy I see his face and it's like his face annoys me. But I think Seth Rollins comes in, he low blows him like when the ref's not yeah. looking, and then obviously uh, stomps him. Finn Balor won it first at SummerSlam versus Seth, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. Then it was vacated because of his injury. Then Kevin Owens won it. Then Goldberg. Then Brock. Then Roman. Then it was vacated. Okay. So WrestleMania thirty three. Brock won it. Roman then won it at SummerSlam. Got it. That's yeah. what I was doing. He beat oh, it, sorry. and then he then he so he beat Brock and then vacated it because of the uh, because leukemia. of his leukemia. And then at Crown Jewel, that's what it was. Okay, Braun Strowman wrestled and gave it up and lost to to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Right? It yep. was Braun Strowman, I think. Yeah, it was yeah, Braun, Braun Strowman. Strowman. So yeah, that's how we that's how we got Brock to have the title today again. <laughs> I think Brock is the worst thing that's ever happened to the WWE. He's the reason I don't like watching it when he's on the t- when he's on TV. I change the channel, and that is why I pick Brock Lesnar to win. Uh, great, <laughs> I think Seth wins. I have Kofi winning, and I have another thing happening in the women's match. All three great things aren't going to happen. They're not going to give us three great WrestleMania moments. They're going to do something to make us pissed, right? So to me, it goes WWE title match. Then the Universal Championship match, and then the women's match to change it off. You go happy, sad, happy. That way you can kind of you, you're super elated for Kofi. You're super let down for Brock. And then when we get to the women's match, something's going to happen there that I think everybody's going to like. So I have Brock, unfortunately, bringing the crowd down just a little bit. But to make the women's match that much sweeter, to me, Brock wins. I hate it. I hate that I have to pick it. So you really think Seth could do a great job with that title? You think the Royal Rumble winner is going to lose two years in a row at WrestleMania? Um, yep. Oh wow. Yes, I do. That's bold. Yes, I do. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's very bold, see, actually. See if it pays off for Cotton. <laughs> yeah, see if it pays. <laughs> and in the last match of the night, in a winner-take-all match, because for some reason, Charlotte won the SmackDown women's title against Asuka on SmackDown two weeks ago. Uh, I know. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, the Raw women's title holder, versus Charlotte, the SmackDown women's champion, versus Becky, the people's champion. Winner-take-all. You get both belts. So they're probably going to be unified, like you said. Who do you got and why? I just go Charlotte. She's the queen. She is the queen. I'm just, I don't give a shit about the man. I know she's coming up. Rhonda, she shouldn't deserve it just because of her name. Uh, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it, but she did a damn well good job uh, holding that title belt. Except for any time she had to speak. Yeah, I think she true. is one of yeah. the worst. Her and Sasha to me have like the worst, and Naya, with like the worst promo skills to me and Sarah Logan. But anyway, um, Ronda does. I I do believe the rumors that Ronda wants to go away yeah. after this and start a family. She realized how hectic the schedule is. She does house shows too. Yeah, yeah, and she, her body's probably she's probably in a lot of pain just from M- MMA and all this. You know, but that could be a good swerve. You know what I mean? That could be that whole like put the rumor out there she's going away. That way, when she wins it, people are like kind of taken aback. That's why I think because it's so obvious that Seth is going to win. That's why I have 
Brock because of that swerve. I don't think they're going to swerve us twice. I think they're going to end this this 35, right? WWE loves the zeros and the fives. Yeah. They love those. This WrestleMania 35, Becky Lynch, against all odds, is going to come away with the title. She's going to hold both up on that top corner rope. The whole place is going to go fucking ape shit. Oh, yeah. My wife is making our baby a shirt, that, a onesie that says the man on it. I hope you tweet that and Becky Lynch retweets it for you. <laughs> I, I plan on it. If, she, if she, She's making it today. So Only thing, only re- I pick Becky solely because of her press pass for the past few days. <laughs> she's been on every popular YouTube channel I could yeah. think of. Well, not think of. She but was on the front page of ESPN. Front page of ESPN. She was on Good Morning America. She was on actually uh, one of my favorite ones, Good Mythical Morning. It's my, my, it's my favorite show Dude, on it's one. It was my pick of the week one time. I'm not saying it's my favorite, but it's it's a very damn good one. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. I didn't know you were a GMM fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rhett and Link. Um, but Becky Lynch wins it. I mean, you can't build a story up for nothing. Um, she was originally supposed to face Ronda at Survivor Series, but obviously we know what happened with that. Her face got broken, and then it's just built. It's just like the best thing that could have happened to Becky with the storyline. So I think Ronda win. Not Ronda. Sorry, excuse me. Becky wins it. She's an undisputed women's champion and she's going to travel all over the world and defend it no matter where it is do you think it's going to be called like the undisputed women's champion or just the wwe women's champion oh that's a good call i think they're going to put undisputed to put more prestige just because it sounds better that way wouldn't you like the the only thing that i have right is i didn't see charlotte beating oscar the other night um or, or if i did actually i didn't see them unifying here because I could see Becky winning, and then that sets up Becky Charlotte at Survivor Series because we have champion versus champion. Now, if they unify those belts, who are they going to go up against? The NXT Women's Champion? So maybe it's like Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch at Survivor Series? I'm not 100% on what that would look like. And I'm not trying to look in the future here. To me, Survivor Series is one of the worst pay-per-views of the year, but it's a big four to them. Yeah. So what? where are we going to be here? Um, that's where I'm at. Um, my wife did not pick a winner for this. Is she too emotionally invested in the match? She's... I know who she wants to win. She clearly wants Becky to win because she's making a damn yeah, shirt yeah, for the that, baby. That's obvious. Um, but I'm going through. Oh, never mind. Winner take all. I think Charlotte. Oh wow. Cool. Wow. Didn't see that one coming. But the she back of the match. I like this. I like this word. Yeah. Right. Uh, now my three questions, and or I'm sorry, my four quick questions. One of them's already been answered by you. Was do we see these any of these four people returning? Okay. Or five. Because we know Hulk Hogan is inducting Brutus the Barber Beefcake in the Hall of Fame tonight, Saturday night. Does he make an appearance at Mania since we know he'll be there? Might as well. You're there. With what? I can't. I mean, for the only thing I could think of probably. If Roman wins. That or. He comes out. Because Seth has a match and Dean's like off TV. If Hogan were to come in for some spec- to make something spectacular, it would be Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He gives the trophy? He gives the trophy. Oh, I or, or <laughs> to Michael Che. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Or oh, I love Saturday Night Live, brother. No, that would be stupid. Yes, it would. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. I I do have here. Does John Cena return? But I love your yeah, thought of I the, the angle. I like that. Does Bray Wyatt return? He's no, been off no, TV no. since almost last year. No, he's no. coming back soon. But not here. He just announced he's having a baby with, yeah, with one of JoJo. the uh, with JoJo, one of the uh, announcers, ring announcers. Jesus, or yeah. backstage interviewers. But that oh, was, she's a ring announcer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she is for um, NXT, I think, actually. But uh, anyway, does, no, you don't think Bray Wyatt returns? No. Do you think, and we say it every year for these last two, does The Rock return? Probably. Yeah, I would always say yeah. But he never does. He's busy. He came back at, I think he came back in 33. The Dallas but one. What, but what 
movies does he have coming out? Jumanji. The, the sequel to Jumanji. When's that filming? Do we know? Is that right filming now? now? Right now. Uh, They're halfway so that's, done. That's tough for me. Did Hobbs and Shaw already come out? It's coming it's out. Coming I think out. that film. That's coming it's out. Done. It's coming that's, out soon. That's done. Yeah, so it's, it's in post. So probably. It's in post. I could I could imagine him coming out for Hobbs and Shaw and talk about how good of a job he did with fighting with my family. That movie was so good. Did you yeah, see it? I didn't actually no, I haven't had a chance. It's really, really good. And, and I think the and the last one's obvious, but who has a more of a shot of returning? Is it The Rock or is it do we see Stone Cold come back? The Rock. You don't think you don't think Stone Cold makes an appearance? I don't think Stone Cold makes in an New appearance. In New Jersey? No, he doesn't. Yeah, I would say The Rock. He's yeah. too busy at Los Angeles, California. Yeah, yeah. I, love, Los yeah I love his podcast. I love Los Angeles at the Broken Skull Ranch. Is he still mean on streets of Los Angeles. <laughs> Is he still on vacation? Because like the last podcast I heard, he was on like still vacation. I think he's back because he just brought his car back. Okay. Oh, there we go. Stone Cold. I think it's like Stone Cold BSR or something like that. And the Broken Skull Ranch. Yeah. All right, so that was our WrestleMania 35 weekend preview with our boy Alan Santos. Alan, dude, thank you so much for coming over this early in the morning. Thank you. Yeah, no, 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 go get some sleep. We really appreciate I'm, it. No, I got a lot of stuff to do this morning, so this was a good way to start my morning. Yeah. Go ahead and plug away. Plug away. Um, I actually just started a wrestling-only podcast. Um, we're working on getting through all the formats, which I'll probably need your help with sometime in the future. We are the K-Fabe Man Cave. Ooh, that's a good yeah, name. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, we are a group of young Filipino gentlemen that like to talk about wrestling. It's and Wait, um, wait, wait. Young? Okay. Oh, dang. <laughs> 30-year-old Filipino gentleman <laughs> that love wrestling. Um, but we're working on getting on all the outlets. Um, I just joined them, like, probably last month. We don't record often just because of our busy schedules. But um, they're, they're a fun group of guys to talk about. Mm-hmm. So um, once it is, I'll let you know so you could let people know. Awesome. Um, I like to pretend to stream. So <laughs> I would plug you more, but you don't speedrun it. I know. Um, however, though, but- I... I did some news. I did apply, and I'll use that term loosely. <laughs> apply yeah. to do a speedrunning event uh, at a gaming convention here in Oaks. Too many games. Too many games. Which I, was, which I was just invited to yesterday by some friends of mine. They want me to go, and I said, "Well, I have a reason now." Yeah, because my boy might be running Resident Evil Seven. So I awesome. big stage. That's awesome. I am still twelfth in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. 132 is my Hasn't time. done it in over a year. Two years well, now. Two practice. Years. I'd maybe practice first. But that's <laughs> I'm looking forward to your first D-Rust because I would want to watch that. Probably like 145, I would want to watch the D-Rust. I also like to build Legos. and You do that on stream while puzzles. drinking beers. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I didn't realize how much that's fun it was. <laughs> I watched his Stranger Things. He built a Stranger Things puzzle on his stream while drinking beers. And I just kept saying, "Miss the speed, miss the piece, miss the piece, miss the piece." Just being natural. I was getting drunk and I was getting really angry. I was like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> he was fitting pieces in where they don't belong. Where can we find you on social media? Um, Mr. Santos twenty four, Mr. Santos twenty four, because it looks like Mrs. Antos. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> But yeah, um, this is this is a great follow just for his Instagram stories alone. Oh yes, I'm, I post a lot, uh, especially when he goes grocery shopping. I have they're my favorite. Well, I'm single now, so I don't know if I can do those you anymore. Can still do it. And listen, if you want to go grocery shopping with me, that's fine. By all means, I'll be more than happy to do the puns. But yeah, Mr. Sanders twenty four, I. I'm very open. Ask me anything. Slide into my DMs. Slide into those DMs. Oh, Alan, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. We look forward to having you on again. Oh, thank All you. Right, well, thank All you. Right. Easy. We'll be right back after this word from our ESO Network partners. I'm Drew Leiter. 
And I'm Cletus Jacobs. And we're inviting you to check out our podcast, The Earth Station DCU. We talk all things DC comics, television, movies, and news. We'll give you weekly comic recommendations and keep you informed on what's going on with DC TV and movies. We are part of the ESO Network. You can catch a new episode weekly on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are found. And we are back. And remember that time we were terrible hosts? Yep. Do you remember that time? This exact moment. This is that exact moment. Because when we broke for our ESO promo, uh, thank you to the Earth Station DCU podcast, um, Alan left. So we're done our wrestling segment. We're going to have movies, TV, gaming, and all that good stuff. Um, However, we forgot to do our top three. Just forgot. Just plain forgot. So Sam and I are going to do our top three because it's top three WrestleMania matches of all time. We'll get Alan's. We'll put it on Twitter okay, sorry, and Facebook. <laughs> we're very, very sorry, Alan. But let's do our top three WrestleMania matches of all time. My number three, I went WrestleMania 10. It was Ugh, Brett vs. Owen Hart. Classic. I mean, come on. That was that was pretty. If you watched wrestling back then, you were, that was pretty. You're invested at that moment. And then to have Owen win it, easy number three. Uh, that I told you before we went on the air. This was one of, if not the hardest, top three I have ever done because there are just so many yeah. matches to choose from and to Too only many. put three. Man, I'm glad you have it on there because mm-hmm. that's a classic that deserves a lot more attention than it gets. Yeah. So WrestleMania 10, excellent match. I went uh, WrestleMania 18 for my first match. Um, the, the 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 crowd chanting for Hulk Hogan instead of The Rock. Hollywood yeah. Hogan yeah. versus The Rock, unbelievable match. Uh, and it didn't need to be. This technical masterpiece. No. Hulk was oh. over the was way over the hill. The Rock was in Hollywood by now, yeah. but you still had a match that is once in a lifetime, yeah. has never, will never happen again. This isn't like Rock Cena that happened twice in a row. Yeah, um, you're never going to see these two wrestle each other again. And it was a, it was a fun yeah. piece of entertainment. And after The Rock wins, NWO like Kevin Nash, Scott yeah. Hall, they come out. And they both fight him off together, and Hogan raises the Rock's hand, always clutching his ribs, yeah. and it was a great WrestleMania yeah. moment. It was, it was definitely a good moment. And my only, my number two is the only other Hulk Hogan moment I have is WrestleMania three. I, I had to the Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. I did, did I did some research. <clears throat> yeah, that they said that there was ninety three thousand people, but what Probably I read more like seventy. Yeah, that's what I read. So I was like, I mean, it's still the most, I believe, the most attended WrestleMania of all time, it's up until. Like twenty or oh, something. Oh, something to beat. I didn't broken. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was broken. So I mean, just just that moment, just that build up, and just how after seeing the Andre the Giant documentary, just to realize how bad a shape he was really in to do that match, it had to be on the list. Yeah, I mean, there was a spot in there with five minutes of just bear hugs because Andre just was he, so immobile. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, just to imagine he was in so much pain. He still got slammed. He got leg dropped. That's it, it. Has to go at least number two. You know that was not the first time Hulk actually slammed Andre. No, because they went back and they said, yeah. um, but he wasn't. That but, was at his biggest. But I think Andre's sell when he when Hulk slams him. If you watch oh, that his match, face, back, his, his face, face yeah, he's so shocked and he like puts his hands down and he's looking around with his eyes wide open like the like he just you saw know, a ghost. Got a, yeah, yeah. Like he just saw a ghost. Yeah. That's what made that iconic yeah. to me. Yeah. So yeah, of course. I mean, that's one of the. That's and, arguably the most and, known WrestleMania and, moment. Of all and time. then knowing the backstory of Hogan going into it, not knowing anything, like yeah, <clears> he <throat> wrote out the match, but yeah, no one told him shit. So yeah. it had to go in my list. Uh, my number two is Shawn Michaels, who I believe is personally the greatest WrestleMania performer of all time. Him and Flair. Um, 
Again, Ooh, dude, it was a so tough, tough one. It was it's a so tough, tough one. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> one, that is so tough. Not on my list, but like would be. Hey, I was hoping it was on yours. Would be if I had a top five. Yeah. Would be if I had Probably a top same. five. Probably number four. Yeah. But Michael's Taker. Oh, yeah. yeah. They had two in a yeah. row, 25 and 26. Some people say 25 was better. I think the rematch was better. You had this one. 25 was just a match. Yeah. This one was the streak. Versus Shawn Michaels' career. Yeah. So Shawn Michaels' yeah. career was on the line in this one, so it had a little bit more stakes. Yeah. The false finishes were amazing. The Undertaker tombstoned him outside of the ring. Yeah, that's... Um, Shawn Michaels did a spot where Taker was laying on the announce table. He jumps up on the middle rope and just turns around and does a splash. Both of them go through yeah. the table. Uh, the Undertaker wins. It took yeah. two tombstones. Yeah. And one of them, he jumped in the air when you talk, dude, super sweet chin music, kick out, yeah. tombstone kick out, choke slam kick out. The false finishes were amazing. The drama was crazy. Both took huge risks, and because Michaels lost the year before, there was always that little glimmer of Michaels is going to win. Yeah, he could win here. He's yeah. going to be the one that and ends breaks. the streak. Yeah. Exactly. And he didn't. And Taker won Pissed. in unbelievable <laughs> fashion. It is such a clinic of wrestling and an absolute classic. Yeah, I, I that was that was tough. We both have the same number one. WrestleMania X7? Yes. Dude, come on. TLC2? I watched the entire match. Yeah. The, it's I mean, only 15 minutes yeah, it's, long. It's not, it's not long, but just having <clears throat> no one could sell a stunner like The Rock. That is, to me, oh, I Oh, find, oh, oh, I have TLC2. Oh, you, you have Rock Austin. I have Rock Austin. It's their be, best. That's their best uh, match. No one sells a stunner like The Rock, number yeah, one. Yeah. You had The Rock kicking out of a stunner. Yeah. You had Stone Cold giving Rock the rock bottom. Yep. They were both bloody as shit. Yeah. And then at the very end, when The Rock, he basically he gives him the, the, the hottest move in wrestling of all time, the people's elbow. Vince pulls him off it on the two count. I was like, what the hell is going on? Why would he do that? What is hatred for The Rock over, you know? So in the end, The Rock gets him. He's a, or Stone Cold gets The Rock. He's a bloody mess, stuns him. And then all freaking fails. Center of the ring. It's Steve Austin and Vince McMahon yep. drinking beers. And that was the that was the craziest. The biggest, I think it's the biggest heel turn ever of Stone Cold. I never would have thought I would have seen this. I'm pretty even the crowd. If you look at the crowd, they're stunned. Mm-hmm. That that was the end of the attitude yeah. era. And so to me, is that end. is the best moment in WrestleMania history. Um, I have X7. Well, I think X7 is one of the top two yeah, I, WrestleManias and, 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 of all time. And when I first did this list, I forgot it was matches, so it's kind of events. So this was technically my favorite WrestleMania. And match at the same time. Yeah, X7 goes down as one of the best manias ever. And uh, I have TLC2, which was the Hardy Boys versus the Dudleys versus oh, Edge and Christian. And I know and that, that was my note here because it was the whole match. Yeah, but. That was 15 minutes long. And by the way, you picked out of the three Rock Stone Cold matches, the best you one. picked the best one. And this was the one where Jericho kind of saves Dudley. Doesn't Dudley get knocked out and he's kind of hazed and he's directing him through the whole match or is that a whole other separate it's, match? It's completely different. Yeah, match. Jericho okay. wrestles in the very opening match of X7. Um, now the TLC2 match, Lita, Rhino, and Spike Dudley all make an appearance. Rhino is with Edge and Christian, Spike Dudley with the Dudley boys and Lita with Edge or with the Hardys. They all do their spots where Rhino gets uh, gore somebody through a table. Lita does a Hurricane Rana off of a ladder and Spike Dudley does a Dudley your death drop i forget what he calls it spike something through a table on the outside edge and christian win right edge and christian yeah, never yeah. lost yeah. in a tlc like a ladder match they've they're undefeated when it comes to multi-team ladder matches um like more than just two because the hardys was it once, this but. one where 
Edge jumps off the ladder, spears Jeff. I was like, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. The, the spot of this match, even though Jeff jumps off a 20-foot ladder, does a front Insane. flip through a table, through uh, Bubba Ray Dudley and Spike Dudley, who gets the worst of yeah, it. Yeah, oh, oh my shit, God. does he get the worst of it. You have Matt <laughs> doing a big... everyone's dead. You have... Um, I believe this was the double table spot too, where Matt goes through the yep. double tables. But the biggest spot of the match was Jeff Hardy gets the belts. Ugh. He's hanging, dangling, dangling from the middle of the ring from the belts. Edge climbs up a huge Insane. ladder, spears him off, drops. How Jeff didn't break his Dude, freaking neck? It's the craziest know, spot I'd ever seen. I don't know how. Honestly, this is why. I, if Jeff Russell, I'll always pick Jeff. I don't know how he's still standing, still walking, his back, what he's been through. Yeah. Oh my god! What a great match! Uh, it's just got it's in a fifteen minute match. There was a dozen high spots. Like yeah, that's just yeah. action, 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 action. So uh, for you action junkies, and the whole uh, match is available on YouTube. If you don't have the WWE Network, Pino actually texted me. It was like, remember when we watched this live yeah, together? Wow. And I was like, in your basement. And, in and to me, this makes like like X Seven all the sweeter. It's like Austin Rock had to go on after all that, and they yeah. still put on a great show. Yep. So that was our top three WrestleMania matches. I'll make sure to get Alan Santos's. Like we could be good and call him and have him do it now, but we'll we'll get it on social media or do something along yeah, those it's lines. It's gonna be a long show to make sure. Yeah, because it's a long show to make sure that he gets his top three in because he yeah. was nice enough to come over at eight o'clock in the morning and hang out with us for a little bit. So yeah. we'll make sure to to hook it up. But in the movie section, starting it off, we have our review for Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And here it is. Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a whole bunch of radical fun that showcases just how talented DC's animation department is and why they've and why they've long been seen as one of the best around. If you love TMNT and the Bat Family, then this will likely become a firm favorite. Even if not, you'll almost certainly find something to enjoy in this rip-roaring romp. No, I know. 8.2. <laughs> I don't get them sometimes. You, they, they didn't say one negative thing, and it's an eight point two. Yeah, what a thought. That I, it that's been. a day one buy for me. I can't wait. What a, bit, what a thought. I've been a little higher. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Endgame. They released a spot oh, uh, I about know. a minute long. Right. <laughs> I know. They released a spot about a minute long. Pretty much all new footage. But it was more of their hey, tickets are available yeah, now. It's the final push. Go get them. Yeah, and um, go get them. They did. <laughs> it broke Adams pre-order record for most tickets sold in only six hours after their first hour being uh sold for pre-order they were already three times as high as infinity war that's crazy isn't that nuts and i'm pretty sure i, I hope my boy neil grabbed us two. i think he grabbed us two tickets for saturday at 2 30 if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. if not i ain't gonna see it till the week <laughs> uh I, they're all sold out they got my 1350 twice so I am seeing it on Thursday night. So, so we'll I'll have, have your predictions, my impressions. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, spoiler free because you spoiler give me a spoiler. Free. I will kill you live on I the will, podcast. I will give my spoiler free impressions on the podcast the day it comes out. Um, that's going to be crazy because we also have a Game of Thrones. That'll be episode three. So that'll be right after the winter. And, 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 and we'll, we'll so talk more. We're going to have a TV. crazy episode yeah. of that. But um, yeah, I'll have my spoiler free impressions of Endgame. And I also, because that's going to be with Pope Joy, I also bought tickets for that Sunday. Uh, to see it with Tom Flynn at three o'clock um, in IMAX 2D. At least then you'll have Sunday. your bathroom point picked out, and you can. F- I got us tickets on the end, so I can just slip right Smart. out and go to the bathroom Smart. if I have to, because I'd already had seen the movie. Um, and also, I have a wedding that Saturday. Tom's sister's getting married that Saturday, so awesome. he'll already be in the area because the wedding's down the street from here. Oh, lucky you! <laughs> so nice. we don't even gotta nice. get a hotel or anything like that. 
But yeah, they got my 1350 twice. Um, I'm contributing to the cause and just an insane like amount they, of they don't they don't need it. They don't need you to contribute. They they have all the money. An insane amount of tickets being sold. But when I went on my Regal to pick my seats, there were still a lot of seats available. Yeah. So think about how many seats were sold and how many you can still get. You know, I think they said it's projected to make like two hundred and fifty million open domestic, weekend. domestic. That's and that's insane. Domestic. This, this movie is has a shot to to beat Avatar. Wait, would it be domestic? No, no, it'd be worldwide, right? I I, I thought it said worldwide, but I, it doesn't that make sense. Be that much. No. To me, it's more because they're going to make more than their worldwide. They're going to make more than their budget on the first. This movie's going to hit two billion. Oh, and guaranteed, total, guaranteed. Total sales with Blu-ray and everything is going to go well over two guaranteed. billion dollars. Um, does now we did a dollar bet last year? We won't do it this year. Does this become the highest grossing movie of all time? I, uh, if there's if there's a movie to make to beat Avatar, it's going to be this. If not, I can't see a movie beating it in the near future. Yeah, yeah. Unless you have wasn't it's episode seven, a movie I could see beating it's, it. It's episode seven, not Avatar. Avatar lost episode seven. Well, I think gross. No, nah, I think Avatar is because it, I know it's James, just James Cameron is one and two. James Cameron has that in Titanic. Is one and two. There is most. Is most continues, but what I was going to—the only movie I could think of that could draw this attention—is years down the line, if they made like a, an Avengers versus Justice League, or something like that, or they have to team up to to kill some cra- like Galactus and you know like Dark Side and all this shit. Like, yeah, that would be Avatar cool. did two point seven. Yeah, that's the most. Yeah, Titanic two point one, yeah. Star Wars Force Awakens two. Close, um, but I mean, it had, if like I said, it's going to be close. Two point seven billion. Can Endgame do three billion? Dude, I, if like I said, if anyone could do it, it's the Avengers. God damn. Crazy. God damn. Did I know that like with the last trailer when it was all black and red that people said we don't want anything yeah. more, but we got more. Yeah, we got a little bit. We got bit. a lot more. Yeah, we this, got a bit. this in only a minute they showed a lot of new scenes. I mean, again, I got to think that some of it's fake. I I I'm, I everything they showed I took with a grain of salt. Yeah. So that's why, man. But I, I, I don't need anymore. I'm done. Oh, you guys, you have my money. I'm there. What are we at? Uh, 20 days. Yeah. 19, you, you have 19 my money. for me. I don't need to see any more. I don't need to see no more pictures. 19 I'm good. days. 19 days. 19 days. And you know what I got for that night? I got right where we usually were for the Thursday night for me and Pope. Okay, right, right. Because, right up front. Yeah. The first row with the gate right in front of us. We can put our feet up. It was eight and nine. And I was like, which one do you want to go to? It's a three-hour movie. Yeah. We're not going to get out till super late. As I was texting him about the nine o'clock show, they out. opened up at eight thirty. Oh, I have wow. no idea how, but when I went back and refreshed like, for nine, they, kicked, they booted out another movie. So when I clicked on eight thirty, every seat was available. I have my nice. pick of the yeah, litter. Nice. So I'm nice. super hyped about that. That they kicked out one movie and said, "Neil, I'm counting need, on you, we buddy. Need more Endgame. <laughs> you got something. If you, you can always go to the Regal, yeah, because they got tickets. Apparently, the Regal like nobody goes to the Regal. But anyway, uh, just an insane amount of tickets being sold. The hype is real. We can't wait. I'm sure we'll have some predictions for yeah. top three yeah. or something we'll like that. But the day that it releases, I'm seeing it. So we'll have my spoiler-free impressions that week. Then we'll do our spoiler review the week after that when sam has had a chance to see it with that being said david harbour who is hellboy who has a movie coming out in the next week uh has been cast in the black widow film and rachel wise is in talks to join as well i didn't hear any character who who they could be playing but i love david harbour and i love rachel wise 
I'm in. You have Rachel Wise. You have David Harbour. You have the girl who I played. I loved her in the mo- the first two mummies. She was great. You have the girl who played Paige in Fighting With My Family. So this cast is starting to come yeah, into form yeah, I agree. as a movie to be really reckoned with. I'm really looking forward to the cast of this film. As if I wasn't looking forward to the yes. movie enough. They, they have, have our money already. Kamal Nunjani, who is in. Comedian. Uh, he's a comedian. He's in Silicon Valley. Yeah. He's absolutely freaking hilarious. He is now in talks to join Angelina Jolie, potentially. Yeah. She's still in talks. In talks. To join the Eternals I, I didn't film. see what, what character that he's rumored to be up in. No, but, I mean, hey, I think he's funny. I think you do something good. We'll see what happens. He's really funny in everything. No, he, no he's funny. So Even he like would, on podcasts, he's really funny. Yeah, so he would bring that comedic kind of spell to the film. Because the Eternals, um, we kind of talked about it last week. What the Eternals is and what they stand for and all that good stuff. Um, to bring a little comedic flair into it yeah. with Nanjani. I think he's hilarious as shit. Uh, Disney, and I'm putting this in quotes because it's a soft confirm, they confirmed that the New Mutants will still be released theatrically. However, it will not make the original, well, original, it's already been delayed yeah. twice. It's newfound August released. We're looking at, at least 2024. And I know film. we've had discussions where you're like, you're, I don't think that it's going to be released. I was like, I think it is. They're going to try to make some kind of money. You were speculating I, that the Disney You know what? Plus. I think this is a Disney Plus yeah. movie. I think that this movie is going to be in the original section right next to the the the, the TV series to come out with. I don't think this movie's ever going to see the theaters because if it does, it just it's the, be way, and the way I'm looking at it is they just want to recoup some kind of money. That's they, it because it's a, can, I think it was a hundred million dollar budget, so it's like they're and, and the the marketing. So there's a lot of money on this film. I think they're just, it's if they released it, it would be critically shit on. That's I, just a guarantee. Yeah, it would come out to crickets. Nobody would give a shit. I'm trying to think just if like I Fantastic had Four reboot. Um, I was looking to see if I had like a. Because I think this thing, the same thing happened with the Fantastic Four. Like, they weren't going to release it. It was, it, was, it was rumored that it was shit, but then like they wanted got, some kind of money back. You got to learn from your mistakes at that point because that movie just did nothing. Yeah, but they didn't. They just flopped. I mean, they could, though, because they, they have delayed this movie, and we still don't know if it's coming. And I mean, it was a very soft confirm. It wasn't actually said. So the way it was confirmed yeah. was during um, MediaCon or whatever, some, a convention for Disney – on a screen with upcoming releases, the logo was still on there. Oh, that's so, that's, so that's how it was confirmed. There. No yeah. one actually yeah. said, like, it's still coming. Yeah. It The logo just wasn't removed. Yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, I guess that's confirmation enough for some people. Uh, confirmation, Viola Davis, however, is confirmed to be returning to the Suicide Squad. I think I thought she was great. She could have probably been like one of the best people on the Suicide Squad movie. How she like kind good. of dark and evil she was. Yeah, she was. So I fully support this. Uh, she will be coming back in her role as Amanda Waller. Yeah, which is always a good thing. Badass. When she, well, oh yeah, everyone wrap up. You're done and kills all the guys. All right, let's leave. I was like, damn, she's a badass. We're getting an extended sneak preview of Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Yeah, for Shazam, which I'm seeing today. right after this. So I'm pretty hyped. I know they just they did release like a new TV spot and it kind of showed all the villains a little bit more closer up on Godzilla. So I, I can't wait. The sneak peek includes an introduction with Admiral William Stenz, which is David Strathrain. Strathrain, whatever. Sorry, I can't read his name. Who details the mass destruction of cities all over the world by several monsters. At Outpost 32, Dr. Emma Russell, which is Vera Farmiga, then releases Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, from his icy shell. The footage included battles between Godzilla and Ghidorah, as well as shots of Mothra and Rodan all in action. Hell yeah. The movie comes out May 31st. Can't wait. So for so me, fast. the movie is less than two months away. Yeah. I don't need this sneak preview. I will be seeing Shazam, but something tells me I'm going to have to pee during those previews. Not me. I'm holding it in, baby. Uh, I, you remember when we first saw Godzilla? 
Yeah. And it was like 45 minutes till you actually saw yeah. Godzilla. I purposely stayed away from what Godzilla looked like just because I'm such a Godzilla nerd. Yeah. I will be doing the same. I don't want to know what Mothra looks like or Ghidorah or, or Rodan, uh, Rodan because I just – Ghidorah is probably my favorite – yeah. It's a three-headed dragon. My favorite uh, what kaiju. Mean? It's like a blue-eyes ultimate dragon. It's all. <laughs> and and I don't I just don't want to see it. Yeah. Because I want that holy shit when I see it. No matter IMAX. what, there, I'm gonna have that holy shit moment. The child's play remake has found its Chucky. The voice of Chucky will be uh cast as Mark Hamill. I think that's a good casting choice. He's he's maniacal yeah, as shit. Dude, that's, I think it's Tell a great... me you're not gonna hear any Joker in there, you know? You're gonna hear I, I, some Joker. I always anything he voices, I always listen. I always just to give me the faint laugh, give me something. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot so, of that. But that's cool though. I like that. And it gives the movie another reason to be seen. Yeah, like it brings this. it draws some attention to yeah, it. I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, we have our box office for the week. The top ten is as follows. At one point eight, remember all domestic. One point eight the beach bum. Number nine at two point seven million is Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral, still hanging on to that top Jesus. ten. Number eight is Hotel Mumbai at three point one million. Number seven, hanging on to the top ten at four point two million is How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. Number six at four point nine million is Wonder Park. Number five at six point one million is Unplanned. I'm not sure what that mm-hmm. movie is. I don't know what that is either. Uh, number four. Uh, six point two million is five feet apart. So number four is five feet apart at six million. Four, four, five, six. Got it. Number three at twenty point five million is Captain Marvel. Number two uh, in its second week at thirty three point six. So still doing very well is Us and taking the top spot. But I would argue not flopping. Pardon the uh, pun of his ears, but Dumbo yeah. at forty five million. It hit that projection of the forties, yeah. but it's it, just not tracking. Well. I mean, it needed. It definitely needed to hit number one. I'm, I'm kind of happy it, it kind of beat out Captain Marvel and, and us. Yeah, but it's gonna fall. I think this movie's not gonna stay up there for long. Um, this week, not well, only came out, but now we have Shazam. Yeah, Shazam out. should take the number one. I think easy. Dumbo's second week, even though there wasn't a lot to compete with. I hope it stays in the top three, though. I, I do. Want, yeah, I wanted to see it do do good. Yeah, know? I mean, just for the sake of Disney live action exactly. films, exactly. But I just, I just don't see it. I think we're gonna get a like a, probably a sixty percent drop, yeah. maybe. And, maybe. And obviously, Captain Marvel crosses one billion now worldwide. So hey, congratulations! Work, you know, credits to. Yeah, no, absolutely, you're, you're absolutely right. Captain Marvel has crossed the billion, which is always fantastic. But this week coming out, uh, April tenth is Savage. April twelfth, so skipping Sam's birthday, yeah. <laughs> is uh, After. Then Hellboy, Little, High Life, Master Z, Missing Link. Mady, uh, Mary Magdalene, Her Smell, Teen Spirit, which I've actually heard of, uh, Dogman, Stockholm, Crypto, Long Day's Journey Into Night, and Mia and the White Lion. I mean, the, the question is... We're talking quantity here, not quality. The, the question is, will Hellboy have enough fire to overcome Shazam on week two? Shazam's week two versus Hellboy's week one, I gotta think... I, I think I it's close. I gotta think Shazam will take it by like a million, two million. It's gonna be close. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what happens. Yeah, this is gonna be a close race because I don't know. Because I personally, Hellboy is kind of sneaking up on people. I didn't think it was already coming yeah, out this I didn't think, quick. Yeah, I didn't think it was the week after Shazam. Right. So, and, I, I mean, like hey, we, they have my money for both. So, I, I feel like we I'll just support. heard about this and like just got that one first poster where he's like all devil and it's an all red poster. I feel like that wasn't that long ago. But. Uh, regardless, because it's coming out. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to the TV section. We have our Doom Patrol discussion for two episodes, episodes seven and eight, Therapy Patrol, which I talked about last week that I really liked, and this week we got Danny Patrol. Yeah, 
I mean, episode seven, the therapy patrol was good. I think I was the one that missed it, right? Yes. I thought it was, yeah. I, I was the asshole who watched it at two in the morning, thinking you had watched it. Yeah, and, and I, 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 I just Sam had a good time at a wedding. wedding. I, I was done. But I, I thought it was good. a good episode, kind of just told a little bit. Again, more backstory pushing forward of Mr. Negative. And kind of even again with, with eight, you kind of find out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, to refresh your memory on seven, Doom Patrol shows how much fun and pathos can be mined out of a simple premise. Therapy Patrol offers even deeper insight into those profoundly damaged heroes while also ensuring that there's enough absurdist humor at work to balance out these darker moments. The series may not be moving along very rapidly from a narrative standpoint, but as long as it's entertaining, who cares? Yeah. Uh, it was a very, very Elasta Woman and Jane-centric episode. Yeah. We had some flashbacks where uh, Robot Man saw uh, visions of his daughter. No, not his daughter. What he, I can't remember what he saw, but at the end, a rat comes out of him oh, and yeah, it yeah. messed up his, his, yeah. his circuitry. Um, you saw a lot of just flashbacks in general. So this was an episode where there was a lot of um, – it wasn't flashbacks. Robot Man like freaked out at Jane and yeah. yelled at her. She bounced. Yeah, she, she freaked. Left. Yeah, she left. Um, but it was like that. They're coming together as heroes, but there's still that yeah. that sandpaper. Yeah, they're still and, they're, they're, and they're there. still like a, like an onion. They're still peeling the onion on each character. Finding a little bit more like it's not action packed, yeah. but it's, it's more character development, which I can appreciate. Yeah, because again, in 15 episodes, you're gonna have those character yeah, development episodes, and we got another one in Danny Patrol this week. Danny Patrol, as dark as Doom Patrol is, the series also has its whimsical and enjoyable moments. Danny Patrol capitalizes on that fact. This episode introduces fun new characters in the form of Danny the Street and Morally Corrupt, which I thought was one of the best names yeah. ever. And it uses both to push Larry's character arc forward yep. in several after several weeks of stagnation. This is one of the most purely enjoyable episodes yet, but also one that proudly celebrates individuality and nonconformity. Um, that I, is I love IGN. Danny the Street. I, yeah. lo- I thought that was awesome. This that They were both IGN's reviews. This one got a 9.2 from IGN as amazing. This was my second favorite episode after the pilot. That's probably my, my third. I think I still like the number two with the fighting of uh, Robot Man. That that one that fight scene. The one where they that go was to the island. Three. Yeah. yeah so I was, that was probably my second With favorite. The pup, that was Puppet Patrol. Yeah. So that was good. But this episode was solid. I I, I really like Negative. I like finding more about his information. Yeah. Kind of how the government was kind of manipulating him and kind of showing what was inside him. Just kind of see how he like sees what the hell's inside me. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Jane was – she, she is – Karen. Karen made a huge appearance in this. Yeah, one. she and Hammerhead. She is a great actress. Diane she, Guerrero. Yeah, she is playing that like to the T. Like yeah. the craziness. Like I, I love it. Yeah. So we saw a lot of Karen this week, and Karen's a crazy character because she's wildly obsessed with the same guy. I think yeah. his name's Doug. Um, and she goes. It's back like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, you know? she goes back uh. to him every time, and she's standing out in the rain. And he says no, and then she, oh, she, falls she into fell the into the mud. That was fun. I was yeah. cracking up. And so he takes her back, and then they get engaged. But Karen also has powers where she can manipulate you uh, by looking you in the eye. And so her parents were uh, Doug's parents, were like no, fuck this bitch. You're not getting back together with her. Stares at them. Then they're, like, then they're like, oh my god, you're getting married. Yeah, that was good. And then she ends up trying to leave him again, and Hammerhead shows up because the Doom Patrol. Well, it was actually. Um, Elastic girl or Elastic woman, sorry, yeah. and Robot Man show up uh, to take her back, yeah. but they kick Robot Man out because he's kind of weird. Yeah. Aka, a robot didn't want him in the house. But like, so you had character arc being pushed from from Jane. You had character arc being pushed by uh, Mister Negative. I'm sorry, Negative Man yeah. and uh, the, the La- Larry. Yeah, Larry. Um, he basically the beginning of the episode opens up where um, the Bureau of Normalcy, which is uh, this, I guess, secret agency, um, shows up to this street where everybody's different, if you will. Yeah. Um, some, you know, and, and 
Uh, you're right. It, it's it's basically a figment of your imagination, although it's real. So and it like the, the streak and like instant transmission all over the yeah. world is <laughs> yeah. Appeared. So, like, it was cool. so it's it's basically a living street. Yeah. Um, and anything you can look at. Can, he can talk to you. So if you're looking at like a marquee, he can rearrange the letters on the marquee to say something to you. Or if you're looking at a ticket booth, the ticket booth can rearrange his letters. Or he can make smoke come out of a a, a pothole and spell out words yeah. so you can read. So you can actually talk to this. It's basically a sentient street, um, which is really weird, who can get up and move from place to place. The Bureau of Normalcy comes to invade the street, basically, to find something there, which we'll talk about. But... Um, the agent that goes in gets sucked into the street mentally, goes into this cabaret, never comes back out. The street zips out to someplace in Ohio where Cyborg and Larry, a.k.a. Um, negative, man. negative Man, go to see it to find Niles because they get a cake in the mail. They go up to the cake place and they say, where's Niles? Um, the street did not know like, apparently Niles was missing, but they go into this cabaret. And who do they see on stage singing and dancing? Was the drag queen version yeah. of the cop yep. that got lost in the beginning, which is now we know him as Mara Lee Corrupt, yeah. which was a great yeah, Which was cool. Yeah. I, I also did like kind of like the – I guess it was like a dream state of Larry. That was my favorite scene of the show. You actually see Matt Bomber, like actually him himself. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. dancing, singing, having a great time. He's finally opening up and what acceptance. A Trivia question. Who sings that song? I forget. It's Kelly Clarkson. Telling it, I would never know that. It's a Kelly Clarkson song. But it, it, it was a great, nice song and dance thing. And like he's up on stage singing a dance, and next, bam, flashback. I don't sing, and he yeah. walks out. And it's like, ah, oh, damn it! Like I just, you know, yeah. was like happy for you. you're finding your own. It's like, ah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think um, you you kind of knew it was going to be a dream sequence for him, but like it was still the most fun, yeah. happy. It was dream the happiest sequence. you've seen him. Yeah, and and it, yeah. It, he he is a miserable guy. Yeah. And I mean, we if saw you that look too. like that, I think you'd be miserable. We saw that too with the flashbacks of the agent shocking him yeah, and, yeah. And, and torturing Tortured. him, Tortured, basically. Yeah. And so, like, to see him in this happy place, this with, with IGN, when they say, this is one of the most purely enjoyable episodes yet, but also one that proudly celebrates individuality and nonconformity, yeah. that's yeah. that sentence there yeah. just sums up yeah. this whole episode. 100%. It was wonderful. Basically, the message is just it's, be yourself. Yeah, exactly. and, and no matter Don't how dark care it can be. Think, yeah. There is a light at the other end of the yep. tunnel. And I really I, – I, I related to this episode. I love this episode. And I have a theory about Doom Patrol uh, because we're not seeing that action. We're not seeing that plot really get driven forward. To me, this show in tone – in tone only – is a lot like Supernatural. Yeah. And for that, I mean, we had Supernatural. A unicorn. We had a unicorn two episodes ago. For that, I mean, in Supernatural, the whole first season plus, the whole – X amount of episodes are trying to find their dad. Yeah. Or it's Monster of the Week. And they're trying to find Chief. And secondly, in Supernatural, it's Monster of the Week. And this is Plot of the Week. There's It's the overarching theme of Find Chief with Conflict of the Week, Conflict of the Week, Conflict of the Week. So to me, I draw a lot of comparisons between Supernatural and Doom Patrol. And I'm okay with that. There is not a lot of interconnectivity. Yes, every episode does flow with the last one. Yes, there are cliffhangers from the episodes ending to the beginning of the next episode. Absolutely. But each episode, they kind of do their own thing. And I kind of like that a lot. I do like Roe. I mean, like, can you smell like an air freshener in here or something? <laughs> like, I thought that was kind of fun. I had a rat in here, man. I probably smell. Like, I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, Brendan Fraser still is probably the funniest character on the show. It's not even close. 
Yeah, he does good. a great job voicing. And we get to see more of him, like his, like actually Brendan Fraser next week because I watched it, uh, the, the trailer. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to have episode nine's discussion about Doom Patrol next week at the same time that we're going to have Game of Thrones previews. Yeah, that's going to be Eight awesome. days away. Can't wait. Two episodes from now, we're going to be able to start our Game of Thrones weekly discussion, which I cannot yeah, wait for. But next awesome. week, we'll do some, pre- uh, like some predictions and stuff for Game of Thrones season eight. But Doom Patrol continuing to deliver. I absolutely love the last two episodes. Yeah, so after, for me, a couple weeks of it kind of dragging a little bit, I know, Sam, you enjoyed one of the episodes. Yeah. I did not. Um, we're back, baby. We're yeah, back. we're back to my, your love of the show. Uh, the Walking Dead Season 9 had its finale, and I have the review for it. I believe it was called The Storm. It was. The Walking Dead's ninth season ended on a somber, character-focused note with The Storm, which nicely showed us a galvanized but shattered community uniting to brave the evil elements. The distance, time-wise, from the... Whisper arc was appreciated as it allowed the story to not only buck tradition, but also massage things so, so that Lydia and Negan could become more integrated into the ensemble. Sure, it's strange this far into the series to see everyone's first snow adventure, but the visuals really popped. Ooh, we got snow. Eight five, yeah. Eight Eight five. Eight yeah, it, it, it wasn't a bad film. I, I enjoyed it. I kind of suspected some things were, were happening, which they did. Um, I know the episode before there was... I would say like major character deaths, but there was like some side characters death that that been around for a little bit. Um, had a nice little Negan kind of couple scenes in the finale. I thought it was pretty good. Again, I still think it's it, it, the show should be canceled a while ago. Yeah, I'm still in it. I'm still in it for the long haul. I have to see how this this uh, the story you know rides out. God bless you. You're so, you're a bigger man. I'm than a I. trooper. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. This show to me has been, pardon the pun, The Walking Dead for just years now. Yeah. I mean, it took us nine seasons to get snow. Yeah, you're not lying. <laughs> and moving on to Gotham, we have the Joker revealed in a trailer. Cameron Monaghan looks pretty creepy. Well, considering he probably should have died a couple episodes ago, and now is he like it was? He looks older. I was like, well, he was fucked up. Could you yeah. imagine what your face is going to look like <laughs> yeah. after that? Yeah, but, he looks like an old man. I think the hair does it for a lot of people. But he have but for much. for Gotham, I thought he looked great. Yeah. You know, like he looked creepy as shit. I mean, there's only two episodes left. I mean, take Gotham with a grain of salt. But I, I, I'm I'm pretty hyped. I'm excited to see what, what happens these last two episodes. And they, again, they don't have the rights to the name Joker. The TV Batmans are not allowed to say Joker. That's a movie thing. So they're probably going to call him Jay. That has been the rumor going around town. Could say Mr. J. Mr. J or just, perfect. just J, something like that. So don't expect to hear the actual word Joker. But that's what we're getting. We're getting purple suit, yellow gloves or green gloves. And they said we're getting Batman. Yeah, so, I'm, so I'm interested to see what the hell happens. For I think it's, it starts in I think it's a week April, or two. April 15th yeah. or 16th, yeah. something like that. Can't so we're, we're getting it in just a couple days here by the time two episodes. Again, two episodes from now. Yeah. Apparently episode 131 <laughs> yeah. is going to be gonna the be tits. <laughs> I guess that's going to happen. Uh, the Cowboy Bebop live-action Netflix series has cast its core. Which I was not expecting to hear this, like, casting for this, this fast. And it's a damn good cast. I mean, John Cho is, is Spike Spiegel. I mean, I heard a lot of people pissed about it, but I, I'm no. perfectly, yeah, dude. John Cho's great. I heard a lot of people bitching about it, but I was like, dude, that's, I am perfectly okay with this. John Cho, who's been, he was in Searching, which was one of my favorite American movies of last movies. year. Harold and Kumar, yeah. Star Trek. He's been cast as Spike Spiegel. Uh, he is my, f- one of my favorite uh, American Pie 2 quotes ever. Am I going to have a hangover? Because I want one. <laughs> <laughs> Mustafa Shakir, who played Bushmaster in Luke Cage. Um, he'll play Jet Black, Captain of the Bebop. 
Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom's Daniela Pineda will portray the uh, bounty hunter Faye Valentine. And Alex Hazel, or Hassel, who starred in the Red Sea Diving Resort and Suburb- uh, Suburbicon, has been cast as Spike's arch enemy, Vicious. Yeah. Which would, dude, I think that's a great casting. They have my money, whether it's if it's Netflix or if it's live, whatever it is, I'm there. Can't wait. And of its 10-episode season, we already have the director for the first two episodes, which is Alex Garcia Lopez, who worked on The Daredevil and The Punisher and The Witcher. Oh, so this was a, this is a TV show, not a movie. This is live action, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. why we have it oh, in the TV e- section. Okay, great. Even better. Yeah. That's, Even, that's I, I, don't the, know, I don't know why I was thinking a movie. That's how the podcast works. Yeah, it does. Okay, TV, 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 I, TV I like better than a movie. Uh, I haven't watched an episode, but I know that we have people out there that listen to this. Love the anime. That, so good. That, no, no, of this next story. Oh. I've, I oh. love Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop is one of my top <laughs> animes. I was going to say. Uh, we don't watch this next show, but we have a lot of people who listen to this show that do. USA has renewed Miz and Misses for season two. And that's the... Ms. Yeah, geez. I mean, hey, great. great. I'm happy for it. It's just another total Bella's. Yeah, total congrats Diva to having another. You're, you're about to have your second child. Reality show. USA, yeah. have at it. Hey, Maurice is phenomenal <laughs> in every way possible. So, and apparently it's pretty funny. In addition to getting, in addition to Fox Sports One, FS One getting SmackDown, uh, because SmackDown is moving to Fox in October. I believe October fourth is the day, and it's going to be moving to Friday nights, not Tuesdays anymore. Uh, WWE announced that in that Tuesday slot that SmackDown Live occupies right now, on FS1 will be an in-studio show to catch fans up on all things WWE in a new way that they cannot get a a different way, apparently. So it's just like you're going to have a scripted in-studio show about a scripted product. That's fine. I mean, you could write that shit months in advance. I know Vince changes his mind like the wind and the weather, but uh, I I like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday wrestling thing. And here's why. After a major pay-per-view, like let's say WrestleMania, the Raw and SmackDown after Mania, a lot of call-ups happen. A lot of new storylines start. A lot of crazy things happen. Now you have Mania. Now you have SmackDown. You have to wait an entire week after WrestleMania for SmackDown. And then to to, uh, flip that on its head, now you have SmackDown two days before Mania? What about NXT? What about TakeOver? What about... Uh, the Hall of Fame. That stuff happens Friday and Saturday. So yeah. you're going to SmackDown and NXT or SmackDown and uh, the Hall of Fame. It doesn't make a lot of yeah. sense to me. So maybe they'll move that to Thursday. Yeah, they have to. They have something. to. Something. Yeah. But the Friday night thing doesn't make a lot of sense to me when it comes from a pay-per-view perspective. However, now I don't have to watch wrestling five days in a row. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> um, because of NXT, I get one day off because Friday is still... Basically the same, right? Friday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And the Phillies are on, so there'd be a lot of days where you're going to be conflicted. Last night, I had the Phillies on the iPad while I was watching NXT TakeOver. So I had literally both in my eye line. I didn't yeah. miss a damn thing. It was great. <laughs> it was a great night. It was a wonderful Friday night for me alone on my couch. Anyway, uh, into the gaming section for Sam. We'll take it from here. Borderlands 3, I know you're freaking ecstatic. It's a release date and playable characters confirmed. It got a new trailer, which arguably was better than the first trailer because it showed us all you the new vault. Your jeans. It showed us all the new vault hunters, so we know all four of the new playable characters. It gave us a name for the uh, villains and their twins. The, the that's really cool, and it gave us a release date of September. I think thirteenth. We're getting oh, wow. this game that fast. damn fast. I can't wait. This is already going to be a contender for me for gaming. This is already going to be a Best Buy purchase for me? This is going to be a stacked year. We're getting Pokemon and Super Mario Maker 2. But damn, Borderlands 3, that's going to be a tough one for me to beat. 
Well, well, we'll see if this one can do anything to keep up with that. Two enormous Switch games are getting VR support. Never in a million years did I think that this whole Nintendo Labo VR thing would like matter. But, but Super Mario Odyssey wow. is getting VR support. Jesus Christ. It's getting three bite-sized brand new missions that allow players to go back to the Cap World, Seaside Kingdom, and Luncheon Kingdom for three new mini missions in VR. So we're going to get to play Super Mario Odyssey in VR. Now, we know you don't have VR, but is that enough for you to think about getting it? No. <coughs> but The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is getting VR support where you can play the entire game in VR. Is that? Yes. Oh. I will, I will consider getting Labo VR even though it's cardboard. <laughs> and I would put a piece of cardboard <laughs> on my head and my Switch two friggin' inches in front of my face. To be able to go back, because I've been thinking about going back and playing Breath of the Wild. It's my favorite game of all yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Originally, um, it, didn't, it didn't hit you at first. Um, but I've been thinking about going back and play it a second time. This now gives me that reason to. And I would definitely consider purchasing Labo VR just to play these two experiences. And it needs more. Like Mario Kart yeah. needs some VR support. Splatoon needs some VR support. Uh, really, any Nintendo first-party title could use some Labo VR support. If that's how you want to get Labo pushed, bring your big shit to that to that uh, platform he likes cardboard sega has announced that the genesis mini will be released september 19th 2019 which is the same which is the week after borderlands 3 they also announced uh the price point so it's 80 bucks they announced that it'll come cheaper than playstation they announced that not anymore playstation's down to like 40 um it'll come with 40 games so more than PlayStation and yeah. more than Nintendo yeah. and more than the Super Nintendo Classic. So it'll have the most games of any classic. And, 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 and it gave us a fo- uh, it gave us an announcement of the first 10 games that we're going to get. So the first 10 games announced for this Genesis Mini that's coming out in September are Sonic the Hedgehog. Staple. Echo, Echo the Dolphin. Oh, Echo. Yes. Castlevania Bloodlines, which never cool. comes to anything. Space Harrier 2, Shining Force. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Awesome. Toe Jam and Earl. Wow. Comic Zone. Alter- oh, shit. Altered Beast and Gunstar Heroes. Dude, that's a solid list. Right. Except for the fact that for 20 bucks right now, you can go buy the Genesis collection on PS4, Xbox <laughs> One, and Switch, and it's got 50 games for 20 bucks. I have no interest in this in this mini. $80 You have to get games? it. Why? Well, you don't know the other thirty games yet. I probably have them on this on the Genesis collection. There's got to be. So there's nothing. There, there's nothing they could throw you to be. All three streets. You're complete. You have PlayStation. All. It's still in the box. All three streets of rage are on the Genesis collection. What else can they put on there for me? NHL. They do the unthinkable. (laughs) It's gonna have to do. But if they did the unthinkable and had that game on there, it's gonna have to have both Earthworm Jim's. Or uh, or Boogerman. So you're saying to, there's a chance it's gonna have to have games that I don't already own. Yeah. Okay. But Eighty bucks is a steep price point. now. So you're like ninety percent not getting it. I don't even have Yoshi yet. I said I was gonna get that day one. Yeah. I don't own it yet. I don't own MLB the Show and Bryce Harper is wow. on the cover. I'm shocked at that. Now that I'm shocked. At. I mean, I ordered it with my work points yesterday, but other than you that, should be ashamed. Of other than that, it's not in my hand yet. Oh my god, this guy and his points. For all of April, you can play the Blackout Battle Royale mode in Call of Duty Black Ops 4 for free. How cool is that? Like as it much don't as, get any better than that? As much as you, people hate on Call of Duty, as much as I hate on Call of Duty, you can play Battle Royale for free. As much as, again, we don't love Battle Royale, this is apparently a really good mode for it. You have to be a PS Plus member or an Xbox Live Gold member. Ooh, I'm not. You go download the game and the, that mode will become free. 
for you, which is cool. You have to then purchase the rest of the game. It's just another way for people to have already downloaded it. They play the thing. At the end of a match, they'll say, purchase the full game now. And they'll just hit X, and it'll just a a great way to sell more copies. Smart. Um, And the Call of Duty 4, which is my favorite Call of Duty ever, Modern Warfare, the remaster of it, was just free for all of March for PS Plus. It was the PS Plus game of the month yeah. for free, and that's I downloaded awesome. it on the last day of March. So I have that. So that's Gaby. at least a way for me to go back and play my favorite Call of Duty yeah. ever in HD, which is really cool for me. So good for Call of Duty yeah. for giving some players some stuff for free because you come out with a game every year. Is That fatigue is definitely I, th- I think we're, we deserve it. Best Buy ba- ah. Best may have leaked three unannounced Switch games. I'm on the fence if this is real. I'm on the fence. Why do you say that? So Best Buy has – Walmart Canada, they leaked a bunch of games last year like Rage yeah, 2 we and, about and it, stuff yeah. like that. So like there's credence to the big box retailers leaking things. However, there wasn't – you're going to laugh at me for this. But two of the games aren't really that unrealistic. Um, one is Metroid Prime Trilogy for Switch, which has been rumored forever yeah. because 4 is coming out in a couple years and everybody that hasn't had a chance to play the first three, like that's super realistic to me. I can totally see that happening. As a matter of fact, I think that's been real anyway. So that's that's not really anything new for me. However, um, I, I kind of – like I do a double take because um, – they they announced Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, which is the Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda okay. game. Which is some people say it's the greatest Legend of Zelda of all time. I I don't disagree. I mean, obviously, Breath of the Wild is to me. Uh, Link to the Past is probably number three besides Majora's Mask. Yes, I'm that guy. I love Majora's Mask. Oh, dude. Um, I'm trying, but but here's the reason why I don't believe, or I'm on the fence about it. Because I'm almost positive, and if I'm wrong, then I'll believe this. And this is super silly and small, but I think a Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past has a colon after a Legend of Zelda colon a Link to the Past, and the Best Buy thing didn't. Why wouldn't they? Safe space. <laughs> it, there wouldn't be a typo. It could. Maybe they just forgot it. That wouldn't happen because it has a skew and everything. It would be typed in perfectly. I know that's small and it's super nitpicky. Plus, why would they put a Super Nintendo game on Switch like that for no reason? Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's true. weird to me. It's weird. Yeah. And the other game was Persona Five R. We know Joker's coming yeah. to Smash from Persona Five. Persona Five R, Persona Five S R, or something like that is being announced next month. We don't know what that is yet. People are saying the S stands for Switch, so we could potentially get a Switch version of that. So I don't think that there's um, the first two games, Persona Five and and and. Um, Metro Prime. I don't think they're that crazy, but I think this Legend of the, this Link to Link to the Past trash. thing could be maybe just a little bit of a of a tease or a little bit of that. So uh, I don't know, but I wouldn't be shocked because then you could take all your favorite Super Metroid. You could do, but you'd pick it up though. If Super it came Mario out. World. I have it already okay. twice. I don't need it a third time. Like if they did Super Mario World, Super Metroid, and all these great timeless classics of Super Nintendo for eight bucks a piece, nine bucks a piece, they'll probably charge ten uh, on Switch. Then they would all sell like hotcakes. I believe it. Or if they remade it like they're doing with Link's Awakening, that'd be awesome. Every game's freaking getting remade. Super Meat Boy Forever delayed out of April 2019. <sighs> That's a tough one for me. You were looking forward another game you were looking forward to. My most hyped indie game of the year. I love Super Meat Boy. Now you're going to give me an endless runner of Super Meat Boy Forever. It was announced like a year and a half ago at a Nindy's showcase. Still not out. They said April, but no date was given. And okay, that's always yeah, that's a scary. Thing. And we're already in Did April. they give a reason why they delayed it? Um, they said we could give you it now, but it wouldn't be any good. 
So just got to keep working but on you it. You can appreciate that. It's just a small team of like two yeah. or three guys. They did not give a new date, but they're back to work at it. And I trust them. And because I've waited a year and a half and because what's I a have couple a backlog, more what's a couple more months, yeah. six months, whatever. If that game comes out and it's and super polished, I'm Game happy. of Thrones will be on by then. You'll be forgetting about this game. That's right. want to be on your fucking mind. Mortal Kombat 11 adds Collector with a K. Uh, yeah, it's a new character. Um, this is one of the first brand new characters. I think they only announced like three new characters so far. Collector is um, by far my favorite announcement of MK11. Totally. Wow. This guy looks amazing. Um, he looks like an 85-year-old Goro when you first see him. He's, he got, the, he's got the four arms. Everything. Well, he comes from a race where in the lore, this is the Mortal Kombat lore, he comes of from the race where your name is your profession. He doesn't actually have a name. So he is actually a collector. He was basically the tax man for Shao Kahn. So Shao Kahn's uh, basically mob boss who would go okay, around and yeah. collect things from other realms and other people. And if he didn't, if you didn't have your money, you're getting that ass whoop. Plus, he's got six arms, not four. Oh shit! So he cannot be. What can we do to really fuck everyone's mind? We get two more arms. He cannot be Goro's race. The reason he has six arms is he has this. He what if backpack. He, what if he has like a mutation, or he just kind of like, boom. I'm telling you, he could be related. He he uh, has this backpack that these little two mini dinosaur arms hold on to super tight. He's got two arms that fight here. And his other two arms that are up here, like Goro, are always reached back here in his backpack. To grab weapons. To grab weapons. And at like any time, he's pulling out weapons and slicing you and hitting you with... Remember, <laughs> so funny, during the trailer. You remember in church, they have the incense yeah, yeah. swinging? He's That's got what, like one of those. Oh my god. <laughs> he like hits you in the oh, green just smoke Game of Thrones. The guy had it the last time. Was, I just watched it yesterday. It's, yeah. um, but he looks badass. His Benji. fatality is pretty cool, I would say. It's pretty cool. I don't think it's my... It's not even close to my favorite fatality. But this character, I really, really liked him. Um, collector with a K. Collector with a K. He's got his hands. He's got weapons. He's going to fuck you up. What more do you need in Mortal Kombat? I knew is that you were, I think you were a little maybe too overjoyed. GameStop reported a $673 million loss. Largest in company history. Uh, listen, I, I in all fun and games, yeah, yeah fuck uh, GameStop. But that sucks. No, you don't want any... like People are going to lose their job. Exactly. That's, that's, that's how I look at it. $673 million, like I can't even like comprehend that amount of money. You know what the best... I won't say the best part. Yeah, you that's can't mean. say that. You know what a, an ironic part is? They just... Um, sold their something division for seven. They sold a part of their division for seven hundred million and still posted a six hundred and seventy-three million dollar loss. They could oh have lost almost one and a half billion dollars. Well, I, I'd imagine some stores are going to be closing down that now. Um, I think listen, maybe they were just spread too thin. Listen, you go into a GameStop right, and you you buy a game. And you beat it in two weeks, and you trade it in. You get twenty five bucks. Yeah. And then you look on the shelf, and they're selling it for fifty five bucks. I, you, I, I can't it's argue. A, it's a slap in the face to yeah. sell a pre pre owned game for fifty five dollars when the new is sixty. Why on God's green earth do people still buy the used game to save five dollars? It's really not that big of a deal. Give me the factory. Uh, I agree. I would I would pay the extra seven eight dollars with tax included just to make sure that I'm getting the brand new game that is well, not the damaged. Has tax included too. Oh yeah, well true true. So like it's it's really like you're pinching pennies at that point, and like if you got fifty five bucks to spend for a game, save for an extra week and get, yeah, the, get, get the, the, get the new one, new one in that in beautiful factory sealed plastic. But like <laughs> there's that that model. Look at Netflix or not Netflix. Look at Blockbuster. They didn't change, Ooh. and Netflix killed them. 
Look at Toys R Us. They didn't change. Their prices were super high. Amazon, Amazon killed, killed them. them. And now they're trying to come back, but Amazon's killing them. Yep. Now GameStop is the third. Like if this is the holy trinity of retailers, and this is the third one on its way out. Because again, the 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 digital downloads, yep. the Amazon, the people that don't want to get off their ass, yeah. they're killing it. And GameStop's model is fucked. You walk into a GameStop, what do you see now? Funko Pops shirts. and T-shirts. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's the first. I walked in there last week. That's the they're first thing I saw. staring you in the face. The yeah. games are on the wall, but what's in the friggin' But they, they did have the new Power Ranger of the, the, uh, the Dragon white, Sword or the gr- gr- yeah, Green Rangers. That was pretty sweet. That's well, all I'll say. So uh, GameStop owns ThinkGeek, and all that shit is yeah. ThinkGeek stuff. And ThinkGeek is doing fine because that merch is cool. It's selling, yeah. I'll give them that. That's cool merch, and it's reasonably priced. It's not bad. It's like 20 bucks for a shirt. You expect to pay that when you go into a retail store. Yeah, they had a cool shirt. They just yeah. didn't have me in, in a large for me, so I couldn't get it. <laughs> uh, I just – you know, that whole used game model is killing – is is it's getting trashed right yeah. now. And, and like, you know who profits from that is people like Game Junkie. Yeah, 100%. They can then give more fair value and they have more of a selection with the retro titles and stuff like that to and choose once from. And they say, we give you more money to GameStop, where are you going to go? Classic Game Junkie. So, like, GameStop can pivot. It might be a little too late. But GameStop really needs to get retro. I mean, it only took them $673 million to do a pivot. They, yeah. they, they haven't even pivoted yet. They need to. Like, yeah. GameStop... They sell NES games and Super Nintendo games, but only online. So they have to bring that back to retail. Yeah, same. they have to bring back the retro stuff. They have to start taking trade ins on. They NES have to realize that like them that. games are still in. They're People back are still in. buy them. They're back in. Yeah. They're bigger than they've ever and been. And especially with now uh, a game called and- Wada Games that. Yeah. Uh, Getting games graded now, which is sealed or unsealed, that's huge. Now I'm seeing it all over Instagram. That's on the rise. Yeah, retro is is new again. Yeah, and you, so you can do that. You can pivot that way. You can give fair value, more fair value on your trade ins. But you have people like Capcom and people like other companies who make it really difficult to trade in the game. Those Mega Man Legacy collections that give you one game on the cartridge, yeah, and one yeah, yeah, yeah. Game, it's impossible to trade in. Because once it's, I redeem that code, it's incomplete. Yeah. So it's really – GameStop's kind of getting yeah. fucked by, by big companies yeah. now, which is fine. Yeah. Fine. Let Capcom, Crapcom do that. Yeah. That's totally their pro- – their, their, uh, Well, they did that on Microsoft 5, so give them a break. Their, uh, that's their protocol. That's their decision to make, right? They, they can do that. Um, that's their agenda, if you will. And that's fine because they don't want you trading in that game. So great. Yeah. And I can see in the future more people giving more bonuses for getting it digitally. Hey, yeah. buy digitally right from us and we'll give you some skins or yeah. some weapons or whatever. Yeah. You know, So I, I can see all that happening. Um, GameStop can go back to – well, no. Movies didn't work for them no, very well. No, that no. Didn't, that, that, that didn't was work a loss. But I have 200 – That's why there. I have 200 DVDs I'm trying to trade in. FYE. I'll give them to you. You trade them in. We'll split the profits 50-50. Yeah, because I have to go to FYE. Just go with me. But now they – FYE had a new rule. You can only have 50 games or movies – or not games. 50 movies at a time. You can't trade in more than 50 at one time. That's killing me. So just pick 50 your best ones that – you know, get them in like a – and we could do it. But real quick, I just want to add on the game section that for Devil May Cry 5, Bloody Palace was just – and also, it was a quick, you know, it only took like two minutes released. to download. Yeah. Um, and real quick, again, I'm on mission 20 of Dante Must Die mode. It's hard as shit. Hopefully, next week I can beat it. But Bloody Palace, I think it's like 101 missions you have to go through of stages waves. Yeah. of just waves of enemy. I'm on 52. I didn't die once yet. My goal is to eventually beat it, but it's it's getting hard now. But it's so much fun. I yeah. love it. There was a time in Gears of War when I did beat the Horde mode, which was fun with, with Bill and Ryan. But um, you're, are you doing it solo? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that as V. Good for you. V is the shit. Good so for you. So, can't wait. Awesome. That is the game section. Sam, how about your spotlight this week? Yeah, so I figured only right that I brought Shazam 1, since obviously the movie just coming out this week. I figured I'd put a little spotlight on this. This is Shazam 1. Came out in February 1973. I have it in 9.8 white pages. 
Danny O'Neill story, CC Beck art, and it's a Beck, Cardi, and Anderson cover. This is the first appearance of Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel Jr., and Mary Marvel since the Golden Age. Also, they also tell his origin again. It's retold. <clears throat> so we all know that technically Captain Marvel's first appearance in the Golden Age was Wiz Comics number 2 in 1940. Obviously, it was under Fawcett Comics, which that was founded in 1939. Obviously, if, if you didn't know, Shazam actually was outselling Superman in the 1940s. I know it's a little fact that I don't think too many people know. But um, this is, I think it's a Bronze Age key. It's obviously the book was on a rise because of the movie. This is the first DC title starring the former Fawcett publication characters. <clears throat> in 1953, Fawcett abandoned his roster of superhero comics because of declining sales. And, of course, there was a lawsuit going on against Action Comics of his like to Superman. <clears throat> also, again, I checked the CGC census. There's actually one graded in the world at a 9.9. Never seen that one in the wild. Whoever has it, you're very lucky. There's only 152 9.8s blue label in the world. And at a total of all the blue labels, from 0.5 all the way to 9.9, there's 2,559 copies graded of this book. I saw there was over 509.6s. I think there was over 309.4s. It's just a book that you don't see too many 9.8 white pages. It looks beautiful. It, 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 I think it's gorgeous. And you, minus the white pages, sometimes you see people have the off-white white. It just looks, it just looks cleaner and nice in that 9.8 white. Also, a nice How long have you had this book? Uh, probably over a year now. I got it off Collector's Comics on Instagram. Again, Tom's a great guy. Always hooks me up. Um, another fun fact I found about this, Elvis loves Shazam and kind of mimicked his hairstyle off Shazam. I was like, that was cool as shit. I, I, and kind of like his So moves. what you're saying, Will Pugh loves Shazam. I, I, exactly. His family, it, his lineage, they, they really like it. So the, I thought that was kind of cool. This originally sold for 20 cents and now it's worth X, Y, yeah, and Z. And last sale of a 9.8 was 13.95. 13000 no, $1,395. $1, so you have a $1,400 book that sold for $0.20. Cents. You're talking, that's pretty in, nice. In 1973, it's, it's, it's a bronze age, came out in 1973. Yeah. And the kind of the issue, it tells Billy Batson kind of recalls how he how he got his powers, how he met the age wizard, Shazam, and he told him to go to the Rock of Eternity and basically gives him powers to you know face off against the oppressed. And then another story, Dr. Savania, which we're going to see in the movie, he traps the Marvel family for over 20 years, which is kind of like their tie-in why no one's seen Marvel in over 20 years since the Golden Age. But Dr. Savania also trapped himself and his family along with him, which is why you kind of, that's their thing of why you haven't seen any of these characters. So my part is for anybody out there who's been more of the casual fan of comic books, comic book movies, and you keep hearing us say Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, just remember, we're not talking about that Captain Marvel. We're talking about the this original is, yeah, Captain DC. Marvel. DC actually came out with Captain Marvel first. Marvel then came along, and we, we yeah. all know how that ended because now Captain Marvel is a Marvel property, and Captain Marvel was now Shazam. Uh, but if you're hearing Captain Marvel, don't be confused. We, it is Shazam. Um, and on the back, my favorite part of this is the the ad on the back. This is for the Aurora AFX. We've seen Aurora before, heard Aurora before yep. in your three spotlights. They are now recurring in these DC comics. This is a uh, toy car. It's one of the fastest cars you can drive without a license. <laughs> it's really, really cool. Um, as always, I just love like the back ad. 1973. And, and it's, a super, it's a super clean copy. I definitely got lucky with this book. It was a 35-issue run. I think it, it ended in 1978. So it you know, had a couple couple years, a couple good runs. But I, I think this is a huge key, and I'm, I'm super excited to see Zachary Levi and what he can bring to 
to Shazam. As mm. Greg's getting a nice picture of it get for, the the photo for the Instagram. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, what a great... I love this. And you know what? Thank you to everybody out there who's giving us feedback on this, both um, like, hey, what you'd want to hear in it and also just positive reinforcement. We've heard nothing but positive feedback. And even the one or two people that said, hey, um, I love the segment, but... It's always been maybe you want to try this or maybe you want to try that to add something to it. It's never been this stupid. And, and, we're trying to give more comics and, to and, and it's good to hear because you know, I didn't know how people were taking this, if they, they even gave a shit or not. But everything I heard was great and people were loving it. So th- thank you, everyone, for the kind words. Yeah, and anybody who wants to give us feedback at any time, feel free. Tweet us, Instagram, DM, Facebook, right in our timeline. Text us or call so us. Leave us a review us. on iTunes. That, that definitely helps us. Yeah, one star, three star, five star. Tell us what you like about the show, what you'd want to change, what you – what you know. Just let us know. We yeah. are here to help So yeah. and, and give the best goddamn content that we can. For Patreon shoutouts before our picks of the week. For Patreon this week, Brad. Bradley Epstein, Darren Monroe, Jay Sanford, 9482, Mike Forward, Sam Reimer. And I'm going to give again that shout out to our newer patron, Ryan Roselio. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Couldn't do the show without you. And we'll go right to our picks of the week. I'll start us off. I saw Kevin Hart's new special on Ugh. Netflix. I, I know you're not a Kevin Hart he fan. He's so fucking not funny. It's called Irresponsible. It's irresponsible for Netflix to release no. that. Dude, I, I don't know. Every person I that we watched it, we were like, you know, we, we were cracking up. Um, he, he, you know, obviously he had that history. He had the the cheating on his ex wife, the divorce, and he kind of t- tells stories there. He tells stories of his kids and some basically some dumb shit he did. And it's just Kevin Hart being that loud crit. I don't know. I I thought it was funny. I was cracking up. As long as you can get me to laugh out loud, you're doing something right. So it's on Netflix. Kevin Hart, irresponsible. My pick of the week is music. Um, in this crazy world where I actually haven't really got to watch that much this week or play anything. Um, Simple Creatures, we talked about them before when they first dropped their first mm-hmm. single. It is uh, Mark Hoppus, Blink-182's Blink yeah. bass player, and Alex from All Time Low coming together to join this new project. Super group. They call it Trash Pop, and <laughs> it is total trash pop. Like, I totally yeah. – without them having to under, like say what Trash Pop is, I get it. Yeah. And I can totally understand why they call it Trash Pop. They just released their full EP called The Strange Love EP after dropping Drug and – I can't remember what the other one was. I think it's actually called Strange Love. Were the two singles they dropped? Six song EP. The first three songs are what I would say are phenomenal. While all six songs are totally good and you can vibe to them and listen to them and, and enjoy them, I love Drug. I like Strange Love. However, uh, for me, the song that takes the cake for this this record is called Adrenaline. That track is unfriggin' believable. Great uh, dual vocals by both dudes throughout the whole record. But Simple Creatures, the Strange Love EP, go check it out on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music from. That is my pick of the week. This has been episode 129. We'll be back next week for episode 130. We'll recap WrestleMania quickly. Uh, and then we'll do some Game of Thrones predictions, have some fun with that. Maybe some infin- or endgame stuff. Who knows? Because we're going to have a lot of news coming out in the next week. Look forward to it, and we'll see you next week for episode 130. Time to go see Shazam!
Did you know the ESO Network has a brand new Patreon? That's right. We're asking for your help, and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month. Don't fret. All your favorite shows will still be available for free as always. But you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our Patreon. To sign for the ESO Network, Patreon's easy. All you have to do is go to ESOPodcast.com and click on the link. With your support of the ESO Network, it's you who will reap the rewards. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Public store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.